The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed, and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals, and the music industry past, present and future. This week, we're talking about the Saturday at Download Festival 2022, and we're going to discuss every band that's playing on the Saturday. I am Adam, and I'm here with Simon. Hello. How are you doing, man? I'm all right, mate. I'm not bad, yeah. <laughs> good. Gravy, good. all good. Before we carry on, facade. Do you remember last episode, I was trying to read a word, and it, I was saying, oh, oh facade, facade. Yeah. Yeah. I remember now, yeah. Yeah, it, it came to me, like, a few days later, I was just, just, it just randomly, it was like, oh, hang on. That was probably facade. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever read. I don't think I've ever read that word before. So uh, it's a bit yeah. odd. But uh, well, you knew what the word was. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. How are you doing, man? How has your last couple of weeks been? Yeah, not bad. Um, standard procedure, really. Um, I'm bummed that the weather's so good at the moment because that does not bode well for download. Um, um and yeah i haven't really done that much to be honest just buying little things in there i bought a new chair um i have i've had the same chair since download 2016 um so it was a bit of a ceremony getting rid of that i finally got rid of it (laughs) at bloodstock um gave her a little kiss you know good night she she finally she finally perished but she'd done me since download 2016 so it done well and it was it wasn't even an expensive one it was like a standard freedom trail tent so i went the full way this time uh, and bought myself chair. a nice big really nice big posh chair so yeah for download i've got a proper chair now which i'm very excited about nice oh that's how much did the one cost you because i've seen you share, shared pictures on uh, on social media and it does look nice oh yeah the one that the, so i got that one it was down from 80 quid to 50 quid bloody hell yeah and then but the last one i got i, I bought it for like less than 30 quid it must have been and that thing lasted me ages so yeah this one must last me forever hopefully <laughs> yeah but we'll see do you use it other than download festival other other, other than festivals do you uh, use it throughout the summer throughout the summer sometimes yeah, yeah i mean we go camping in the summer as well so we my schedule is download tr- 2000 trees camping then bloodstock so i get about four uses a year out of them so yeah it's you know it's not a lot but you do spend a lot of time sitting on them during a festival so yeah they actually yeah they take a lot of a battering and you know i'm like well no one jump in my seat no if you <laughs> sit in my seat you sit down slowly because if you break yeah. it you buy it i've seen so many people you know they sit down on those really cheap like festival chairs and they just go snap and you're like right yeah done but or, apparently or- they use Gone. the arms to push themselves up. Oh, and honestly. and that just pushes them down and breaks them. Yeah, you oh, they get snapped. Well, this yeah. one apparently, uh, the guy that like done the video that I watched on it said that it should be able to support 
a, and obviously this is American, a 400 pound man. I have no idea how that much that is in stone. No, I don't. <laughs> but I'm guessing that's a big person. <laughs> yeah. So um, we should be okay. Yeah. I always try yeah. and uh, try try and relate pounds to to wrestlers, and but I, I don't know any. But that's what comes to if mind. If you're 400 because, pounds, because... you're like fucking Yokozuna size, which yeah, is yeah. I was fucking... gonna say, what was Rikishi? Do you yeah, that? they're like they're they're these are these are like big guys. Hold yeah. on, let me just Google that quickly. What's 400 pounds? <laughs> Top turnbuckle, uh, top turnbuckle podcast. Let us know how heavy yeah, was know. Rikishi. Okay, it's twenty-eight stone. So twenty-eight stone, bloody hell! I uh, think we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, bloody hell! I think we'll be okay. Yeah, uh, we're cool. fine. <laughs> but yes, um, apart from being excited about my chair, and obviously excited that I'm download excited is about your chair. fast approaching. Thank you. You're going to sit yeah. in it. You can try it. Ah, oh, thank um, you. Oh, yeah, I'll man. I'll give, I'll give you second honours. I get first honours. <laughs> um, you get second honours. That's still pretty good. Yeah, I'm just buzzing for download. So um, that's it. What about you? Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, I just want to go back to chairs. I just want to keep talking about chairs all night. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I... <laughs> Let's make this I... a chair podcast. Yeah. Forget man. the whole download thing. <laughs> We've done that now. We've done that. Let's just change it to the chair podcast and we'll review different types of chairs. I bet there is one. So when I was in uh, when I was in High Wycombe, do it at uni at uni in High Wycombe, I'm pretty sure that High uh, High Wycombe is like the home of chairs or something like that. It's I can't remember exactly what it is, but what? All, all the people that go and do like woodwork and everything there, they have to do chairs because they got like a museum of chairs oh. or something along those lines. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. Nice. It was a long time ago. Oh yeah, let's go to the chair museum. Let's forget um. download. <laughs> we'll sell our tickets. And we'll just buy like a week's worth of tickets to the chair museum and we'll just go every day and vlog. We'll just vlog that instead of vlogging download. I think that'll be way more exciting. <laughs> yeah. But I think if we did a podcast about chairs, you, we would probably get more information than most people would think. Probably would find more information. I bet there's, a, there's probably a lot of research and everything goes into them. Oh, that's I'm true. interested in it now. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're becoming a chair podcast, guys. Tune out. Over to our chair, go to our chair channel. Chair channel. <laughs> <laughs> Got a whole chair channel going on. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I, quite often I just have the, the cheapy ones you can get from like the supermarket, usually like two for 15 pounds or something like that. But there's usually one, like usually some chairs that you can get that are a little bit more expensive, that are a little bit bigger. Because mm. the cheapy ones that you, that you pretty much always sat on the pretty much always sat on the the metal bits like digging into your sides of your legs yeah yeah and yeah, yeah one type that's a bit bigger and it's, it's so much more comfortable yeah those it's just the way they're made and they're just made cheap and you know they're gonna break and you see that every time you go to a festival you walk through and there's just like carnage of broken chairs where yeah. people have just like messed them up straight away i've seen many a chair go down in my time <laughs> going to download and other festivals <laughs> fucking hell but yeah i'm, I'm pretty good not doing too bad works been busy recently lots of bank holidays so we're mm. squeezing sort of six days into five or six days worth of work into five which makes it busy and uh people oh, just sit at point. home i never actually thought about how that affects you guys but i guess then yeah you do have to squeeze more into what you would normally do in five days into four which is a bit of a ball lake yeah and uh well um, bank holidays people just sit at home ordering shit that they don't need as well oh yes so, yeah. Def they so, definitely do i can vouch for that especially if it's raining like the most recent one mm. so uh yeah don't order shit you don't 
want. Um, I don't know if that could affect my job by telling people not to use our service. Uh, I've heard you get sacked. Yeah, well, I've, I've I've heard if you use the word allegedly, that saves you from pretty much everything. So, uh. don't order shit you don't need on bank holidays. Allegedly, <laughs> does that work? <laughs> it's your cover word. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, Soren had chicken pox. He was really. Uh, I think I said in the last episode. He had chicken pox. It was really bad for one day. Kelly was home with him that day, and she had a really stressful day. But uh, she got through it, and now, like, like a week, week and a half later, Nova's got chicken pox, and they're bad on Nova oh at the moment. God. So it's hard work at the moment with the two of them. I bet they haven't they haven't been able to go out really. You know, Kelly's trying to work out, work from home with them with them both here. <laughs> so Jesus, that's a lot of yeah, work. Hard work. So it'd be, Actually, it'd be nice you know when they're both better you just and we can both just relax a little bit you just reminded me about kelly how pissed was she at the football uh she was oh my god she was angry <laughs> as she soon as you said her very... name i was like oh my god i bet she was pissed uh, yeah so uh for anybody who doesn't know we uh we're, we're actually recording this a day later than we normally do because it was a an important semi-final second leg last night for for my girlfriend's football team man city and, and i do enjoy watching football I, I wouldn't really say i support them but uh you know they play good football so i enjoy watching mm. them but love they, a bit they, of footy mate they lost very badly in the last <laughs> few minutes last it was night bad it was bad it was she was angry she just went quiet and i could just see it in her she was like so so pissed <laughs> oh shit yeah oh that's weird <laughs> i thought of you guys yes literally when it happened i thought of you guys and i thought Oh man, she must be fuming. I can just <laughs> yeah, imagine she, you sitting there like, she was. "Oh shit!" Glad I don't support them. <laughs> I would have been angry too. <laughs> oh, they're a good team, though. Yeah, yeah. Win some, you lose some, and all that bollocks. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think I've said before, if 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 they weren't a good team, I probably wouldn't enjoy watching them so much. I'd go off and do something, something else. You know, if she supported Aston Villa, then I probably wouldn't bother watching. <laughs> <laughs> I turn off most games anyway, so I'm with you. I stick it on first go goal. First goal goes in. Yeah, I think I'll go and do something else. <laughs> Just turn it off. I've done it so many times this season. I've been like, really. Oh, so let's watch the game. Really into it. Sitting there, I'm like, yes, nice. And then when the other teams score, I'm just like, shall I waste these couple of hours of my day being annoyed and just watching Villa lose, or? Shall I turn it off now, forget it happened, accept it, and do something else? And normally I just do that instead. <laughs> so, shall we? This is going to be a long one again because we're going to be going over... See, you said that on the last one, but it wasn't that long. It was the, pretty much the same length as all the other podcasts. Uh, it, well, it was two and a half hours. Uh, was, it? Suppose, was it? Well, no, I, once I got rid of a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rambling in the background, yeah. I mean, we didn't. I don't even think we rambled on that no. much last and time. And I think there's more. I think there's more bands playing on the Saturday than there are the Friday. Uh, but I, I won't be. Oh yeah. So another thing, I won't be giving as much of my own input in the ba- into the bands this week. I mean, you, like I said last week, you were doing all the heavy lifting anyway by describing the bands sort of from from your mm, thing, from your thing. Ah, oh, see, I, from if my I thing. said that, if I said that. As confidently as you do, it would have it would have been perfect. Like you, I, I don't know why. I just I feel it's it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. I really don't. 
but I just think it's cute when you say thing instead of whatever's meant to be there and you just go through it and and it works. <laughs> and I don't know why it's cute. It's weird. <laughs> well, yeah, just get, you know, I'm sure you've got, you give us what you got and then I'll tack on my bit pretty much yeah. like what we did yeah, last so, time. So I, I did listen to all of the playlists that I made. I didn't listen to it as closely as I could have. Like I said, it's been, work's been busy. Um, so, you know, I wasn't taking in who the band was and what I think of them as much as I did for the other one. And I mean, it, I was rubbish last time anyway. By the time we came to recording, I forgot who most of the bands were anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's going to be all Simon's heavy lifting again. I I thought that I I had two choices. I could read through all of the... Um, all of the little blurbs in advance so i'm better at reading them this time because i know because i know what's coming that would have been better or it would be more entertaining if i try and do it first time on the show again Hmm. and come across words like facade i went for the entertaining side because that means i had to read them once well some of them made us laugh last time because they were either (laughs) absolutely ridiculous some of them were so over the top and like you said like they definitely had some sort of writer in to just be like, yeah, we're just going to make you sound, make this sound <laughs> incredible. Like some of the the things that were written were better than the songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how like, they got a proper writer in to do that, but the band wasn't that great. So <laughs> yeah. They've got a better like um, introduction to their band than the actual band is. So um, that's pretty mental. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Well, I mean, b- before we go into that we should probably go over a few bits of news uh I, there there's been absolutely loads of things going on recently with with download with music and uh, i don't think we're going to get through much of it there's a few bits of news that i want to go over um do you have anything should we do some news here yeah do some news because there's, there's a few bits and pieces this is the news we've got news coming for you now just shut up the, the news is going to come now. This is the news. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, so like, like I just said, there's loads and loads of stuff. We're not going to have time to go through much of what's going on. I think I think all of the new download news, we're probably going to go over uh, in the episode just before we go uh, because there's so much happening at the moment, so yeah. much going on. We, we, could do, we could do a second podcast about Download Festival. <laughs> we <What>? really could <laughs> we could so yeah we're not going to go through too much of that uh one thing that i i thought we should we should say is um the the episode uh with nevermind poly podcast that we were invited to that's actually out now we mentioned it last episode he's on all uh, i mean it was a lot of fun have you listened to back have you have you listened back to it since yeah it was it awesome released? it was good. It's good fun yeah and uh a friend of mine uh, screenshot it and sent it to sent sent me the screenshot and said, "Look, I looked through some of his other episodes and you kept him talking for a lot longer than he normally does." Really? And, uh, and I said it felt short to us, well, to me at least. We were having fun. That's why yeah. we were just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's really good, really good episode, really good chat." Go over and check him out. It's Nevermind Polly Podcast. Uh, Nevermind is all one word, I believe. Uh, I think he's uh, he's definitely on YouTube and Spotify. I don't actually know what else he's on. You, you'll find him on all social medias. Was there any other any other any other news? I don't have any news news, but um, uh, I have a, a new release that I've been hammering pretty hard, which is Ramstein's album, which came out last ah, week. Yeah, um, Zeit, which is 
absolutely epic. It's very, very good. I prefer it a lot to the last couple of um, albums Rammstein have released. So um, best one for me in a few years. Yeah, it's really, really good. Nice. Really good music videos as well. Yeah. So um, hopefully they'll be back at download in the near future, which would be good because they're always um, always entertaining to watch live. Yeah, and it's sick. So if you haven't heard the new Rammstein album, go and check it out. It's definitely worth it. It's, uh, it's an eight out of 10 for me. Awesome. I um I, I did stick it on in the van at work. Uh, I didn't get very far through it. it. No, like I said, it's been busy. I I just I don't have the capacity to concentrate where I'm driving and what I'm doing and yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to new music. You know, I can put old stuff on that I know. Yeah, no, I I struggle to listen to new music. That that's another sort of thing why I haven't done as well with the 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 bands that are playing on the Saturday. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's all good. You're busy. You're a busy man. Um, yeah. And the other bit of news is I'm super excited. So as we're recording this podcast tomorrow, the new Three Days Grace album comes out mm. and I'm absolutely buzzing for it because I'm a huge Three Days Grace fan and all the singles they've released are um, are, good, are amazing. So I called my brother today and I was like, are you ready for the new album tomorrow? Because <laughs> we're like proper Three Days Grace fanboys. So um, yeah, Explosions is out tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to it mine uh but apart from that yeah i mean like you said there's there's a lot of download stuff but we're gonna go through all of that in um in our like special just before download comes out so um tons yeah, of stuff yeah. to talk about in that that's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun but we've still got all of these awesome bands to talk about mine yeah let's go into it then shall we yeah sweet before we get into it we we would love you guys to send us in some voice clips because we had quite a few before and we haven't had any since the last episode of you guys telling us, you know, what download means to you, how much you're looking forward to it, what bands you're looking forward to. We would really love you guys to send us some audio clips if you can. We want to put them all into the uh, episode that will be released the morning of download. So if you send in your clip, we will include it in the show. If you want us to read something else, something out uh, on your behalf, if you want to, you know, you'd like, I do not want to record an audio clip, just write it down and send it to us. We'll read it out. Um, we'll tell everyone who it was from. It'll be a really good episode to get, you know, as many people recording audio clips and sending stuff into us um, so we can all uh, let everyone know how buzzing you all are for Download Festival. So, yeah, get them in. That would be amazing. Let's make that Download Morning episode amazing. And um, yeah, send them in. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna send anything into us, you can you can send it to us. Uh, or our email is uh, deardownload two thousand and three at gmail Or you can send it to any one of our social media. Uh, yeah, our Instagram or our, our Facebook, um, which are Dear Download Podcast. If you're not following us, come and give us a follow. Oh, and what other quick thing? If you see the opportunity to share us into the big download group, do it the mythical download group that we're not allowed to do anything in i tried to I, I tried being a good guest to matt from nevermind polly i thought well he can't share his own stuff there's a lot of places you can't share your own stuff you can't promote yourself which is which is fair so i thought i'll do it i was a guest well we were guests the first one i tagged you in and it was deleted i was like well i, I didn't say anything about dear download so so i didn't even tag you in the second one or tag him uh I was just like, right, well, I, I put a second one up and just said, I was a guest on this podcast talking about Download Festival. And then that was swiftly deleted. 
So uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. It's annoying. So uh, yeah, if you get don't get me started. I mean, <laughs> if you're a if you're a download Facebook group admin and you listen to this, message me because we we got a lot to talk about. That's a, a I, lot. To I thought you were going to say fight me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not going to be. It's not going to be an angry conversation. It's just going to be a conversation about why why a podcast that does the specific thing that the group is for can't post their content in the group of a group that they do a podcast about yeah tell me if that <laughs> makes any sense because no. it doesn't doesn't make it i can understand if we we're a, a you know a wrestling podcast or just some random music we specifically make a podcast that is all right it's not all about download festival but it is based completely around download festival yeah yeah we can't <laughs> post a thing in the download festival group absolutely <laughs> ridiculous and when we get to a point of power which shouldn't be long all these people will be held accountable yeah, accountable <laughs> yeah and, and i and i'll put that down now yeah awesome you're yeah. gonna see us in the group i'm gonna take over all the admins and i'm just gonna put this is sparta and i'm gonna delete all of them yeah <laughs> done well yeah that i i had an idea actually and while we're on this simon's got his youtube as well which you, you've been doing some youtube can't uh, videos about downloads about downloads as well haven't you i have indeed yes yeah. uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched the latest one but I, I i knew you'd released it and i thought oh i'll share that in the download group but because you say you do the podcast right at the beginning i wouldn't be allowed i doubt I, i'm pretty sure it would be deleted if i shared your <laughs> youtube so I, I didn't bother i can't share my youtube in the group either because if i put it in there they just delete it straight away so yeah I mean, but, that that's more understandable because I don't say I do stuff about download, even though, I mean, like specifically about download, even though they are mostly download orientated, that I can understand a bit more because you do get YouTubers that just like whore themselves out, which is fair enough. But the podcast thing is the one that really annoys me. It annoys me when my videos get taken down, but it annoys me yeah. so much <laughs> when people delete our posts about the podcast. That really winds me up. Yeah. Uh, but my idea, my idea was... From next year, as soon as the first announcement is announced, uh, would it be wouldn't it be awesome if we could try and get every single band that's playing on as a guest? And <laughs> yeah. And then after a few, I mean, some of the big bands we wouldn't get, but then after a few years, people will be trying to get. They'll be forming bands specifically to try and play at download just to become a guest for us. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you start this band? Because one day I'll be a guest on the Dear Download. <laughs> Do you know what this is? This is exactly like those um band bios blowing smoke up their own ass. <laughs> That's what this is. This is our version. That should be when someone asks you about like you know the podcast and you should say, listen, one day people will start a band just to be on our podcast yeah that's how good we are <laughs> and and they'll, they'll think the the festival was started because of the podcast <laughs> yes we got that it's like it's like in um um we should start talking about some fucking bands uh it's it's like in um <laughs> detroit rock city where where they're talking about blue oyster cult and kiss and they said like yeah, oh yeah 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 kiss open for blue oyster cult and uh what exactly one year to the day blue oyster cult <laughs> were opening for kiss man that was good. that's a great analogy that's what's gonna happen yeah <laughs> download is just gonna be a footnote on the dear download podcast what <laughs> right
Ronnie. <laughs> you said we were going to hurry up. Ronnie, yeah. help. bring him in. Ronnie, yes. Bring him in. Help us talk about some bands, please, Ronnie. Symphony <laughs> Devil! Thank you. Right, oh, shit, my notes. Okay, so, yeah, if you if you didn't listen to the last episode, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about every single band that's playing on the Saturday as of a few weeks ago. So there's a few bands, I, I don't know, Simon, you might talk about some of the new bands that have been added. There's some new bands that have been added, which I don't think I wrote down. And I thought we'll just go over all the changes in the in the fourth episode of this countdown to download. If you if you yeah. listen to them and written written down some stuff, then we can talk about them, I guess. Um, but what I did is I I went on to Download Festival's website, took the little blurb that they have for each of the bands. I noticed last episode that they take that from Spotify, mostly, uh, maybe not all of them. I didn't check with this with it this time. Okay. And yeah, so I'll read it out, and then Simon will give you a quick analysis of what he thought and uh, what. What kind of band they are, really? I'll chip in yeah. if I can remember. Okay. And uh, I've also also written down any changes from 2020 and 2021. There had the, I don't think there were that many on the Saturday, and how many monthly Spotify listens these bands get. There's going to be one that will surprise you, unless you've already seen it. I've probably seen a lot of them, but there yeah. might be a few. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, opening on the Dogtooth stage, Death Blooms. I've heard a lot of hype about them recently. A lot of people talking about them. Wait, is it not Temples on Mars style? Uh, yes. Okay, so it was changed since. So I, I used my uh, a saved version of... We can do Temple of Mars. I used a saved version of of the poster. <laughs> Sorry to be an absolute <laughs> cretin and like literally correct you straight away like an absolute arsehole. Sorry, uh, dude. <laughs> so... so if, so if, if you're not new to this podcast, you'll know that this sort of thing happens all the fucking time. Uh, if you're new, then get used to it. <laughs> um, I think I have Temples of Mars. Where were they on the original? Okay, let's just get down. Right at the bottom. Downloads website. They were like up. opening the dog tooth stage. Yeah, I think it's changed. Let's go back to it. Um, well, no, I'm on the download website now, and it still says Temples on Mars. Uh, yes. Uh Oh, so yeah, I've got in, in in my notes at the top, odd things on the poster as Will Haven and Temples on Mars. Artists, A to Z. Uh, by, uh, by day, Saturday. Where are you, Temples on Mars? Yep, they're on the Saturday. Uh, the Avalanche Stage, hosted by Kerrang Radio. So they have been moved to the Avalanche Stage, I think. I don't know. Okay, it does not reflect that on the poster. So, yeah, I think... So this is exactly what I said... We were going to go over on the on the on the fourth episode. The, the episode pretty much just before download festival. It'll, it'll be releasing the, the Sunday before download. Go over go over any changes, all other things they've got on the other stages on like the Wednesday or Thursday. But we come and come across it straight away. So <laughs> I, I I've got I've gone onto the website. I think I've probably got them on the Avalanche stage written down. But uh, it's cool. We can do them on the Avalanche stage if you want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll just start again. We'll start again. Right. We'll start again. I'll move them to the avalanche stage. That's fine. Okay. Okay. So first up is Death Blooms. Now I've heard a lot of hype about Death Blooms mm-hmm. recently. I think I'd, I listened to them, and they're you know they're interesting. I quite enjoyed them. I can understand why a lot of people are liking them at the moment. 
they got 94,000 listeners on Spotify. After forming in late 2016, Death Blooms shared the stage with the likes of Dope and Skindred before their self-titled debut EP. Ah, oh, Dope, man. We could go off on one or just on them. But we won't. We... I, actually, I actually put Dope in my description of them, and I didn't read that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I swear. <laughs> so I, I didn't know anything about Dope. I didn't even know they existed until probably maybe four or five years ago. Mm. And I was I was massively into the new metal scene. I loved it. And I never even came across them at that at that point. Yeah, Dope are considered to be like one of the sets of godfathers of the entire new metal scene. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, once I heard heard about them, I listened to them. And I listened to them nonstop for a little while. I fucking loved yeah, them. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Right, well, I'll start that again. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep that bit in, but I'm going to start this again because I can't yeah, remember where yeah. I got to. After forming in late 2016, Death Blooms shared the stage with the likes of Dope and Skindred before their self-titled debut EP was released in 2017 to critical acclaim. Their fan base began to grow around began to grow around this release, and this was realised as the band as the band packed out the Dogtooth stage at Download Festival in 2018. In 2019, Death Blooms released a vitriolic you Are Filth EP, a collection of tracks fueled by crushing riffs and vocalists Paul Barrow's cutting delivery. The EP garnered attention from the likes of Kerrang, Rock Sound and the BBC One Radio Rock Show, and the band had crowds across the UK headbanging along to their vigorous live show. The Liverpool... I didn't do where they're from this time, fuck me. But this one's from Liverpool, so the UK. Uh, I'm not going to be able to change that. Sorry. The Liverpool-based band recently released the Gargantuan... Life is Pain, their first single on the US-based indie label Adventure Cat Records. After announcing signing with them earlier this year, their latest EP, Fuck Everything, was recently released, a big statement of their future intent. That's it. Yeah, this band are amazing. I, I absolutely love them. They're brilliant. Um, I I heard a couple of songs before and I thought, yeah, it's pretty good actually. I should probably check them out. But then I never did. And then I listened to them for this and I was like, Oh, this is so good. This is exactly that sort of metal slash post new metal, but then sort of modern as well, all sort of wrapped up together. Exactly what I like. Yeah, it's literally, I was saying before, it reminds me of like Dope, Down the Sun, Spine Shank, even a little bit of Manson, all just like shoved. It's got that industrial vibe and it's got that new metal vibe. And that was, I was just like, yes, that's all me standard and the vocals are really really good um so yeah i i i think yes this will definitely be the first band i will be watching on the saturday 100 percent. awesome there's no one on this early that i want to see more than this band so yeah they've actually convinced me they've actually won me over <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> i got a fan but it's like you said i have heard people talking about them a lot um and i think they done that or they did they done uh, a song with wargasm recently as okay. well which is which which is good i don't like wargasm but they only feature on it um but it is yeah. good it's called shut up it's good it's a good song cool so yeah that's it i like them excellent yeah i i think i did yeah okay next up dead label with three thousand monthly listeners uh, ireland's contemporary groove metal titans dead label have a work ethic that's driven with levels of determination only few could understand the Kildare-based four-piece have rattled the international metal scene for the last decade, thanks to their infectiously heavy brand of modern metal. I don't remember listening to them, really. I put 
really nice old school riffs, filthy vocals. That was literally all I had to say about this band. <laughs> nice. I don't really personally, you know, I'm not we're not we're not dissing any of these bands. Uh might have to give them a li- another listen, but nothing really stuck out for me. But I did put they got some nice old school riffs and I liked their um the filthy vox. So yeah, awesome. cool. Banks Arcade. The first lyrics put to paper for Banks Arcade were I always wanted to make history, and through every step of the way we have tried to live by that motto. The band was formed on the sentiment of wanting more, and from the get-go, Banks Arcade tried to push any boundaries as far as they could go. That's it for that one. Yes. Sorry. Um, yeah, Banks Arcade are awesome. I, I really, really liked this band. I've been listening to them quite a lot um, in the last couple of weeks since I got it. Uh, yeah, I love that sort of new, you know, that modern metal sound. I got big um, Bring Me The Horizon vibes from them, which is cool because I really like Bring Me The Horizon. And I, I, writ, I, I wrote down that I would try and catch them if no one else that I really liked was on any of the bigger stages at the same time. So I will probably stay at that stage, watch Death Blooms and then stay, maybe watch Dead Label or maybe do something else and then come back for Banks Arcade. Because I, um, I think that these sorts of bands, you know, these Death Blooms, Banks Arcade kind of people are going to be the bands that will be playing on the bigger stages yeah. in a couple of years. Yeah. So they're, they're definitely bands to watch. And I think Banks Arcade are definitely one of them. Awesome. Dana Dentata, with 84,000 listeners. Draped in black with a demon on her shoulder, Dana Dentata's empowered sexuality, irrefutable lyricism, and unrestrained provocation define her acclaimed EP, Daddy Loves You. Hailing from the suburb of Etobicoke. Oh my God, that sounds like the guy who does the... um, how to pronounce English. How to pronounce... <laughs> oh, how to pronounce English babucalari, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Etobicoke. Etobicoke. <laughs> Fuck. In Canada, she immersed herself in the worlds of Britney Spears, Hole, Marilyn Manson, Eminem, and the insane clown posse. Breaking free from suburban malaise, she fronted Dentata, a female punk metal band whose name nods to the folktale of a man eating vagina with teeth. Oh, <laughs> what? Is that a film? 2013 saw the breakup of Dentata, with Dana taking to a different stage, stripping at an infamous Toronto club. Plucked off the pole and into a modelling career, her path twisted and turned until she ended up in Los Angeles during 2017. With a middle finger up to male manipulation and industry machinations, she embraced a newfound confidence and went independent as Dana Dentata, her breakthrough TND, trust no dick, (laughs) nice, (laughs) set the internet on fire and paved the way for her debut, DanaVision, DanaVision. Oh yeah, so I I completely forgot until close to the end of that, but this is the, this is, she, I'm not sure what the pronouns would be. I can't, I've not looked into it. Um, but they were on the RuPaul's drag pace, drag, drag race, weren't they? Did you know that? Oh. De- De- this this one, Dana, Den- Dana, is it? I'm pretty sure that's wrong. There's, there's somebody, I think there's, there's somebody on the lineup in a band from RuPaul's drag race. And just that last yeah. bit made me think it was this one. No, don't think it was her, dude. Okay. Okay, right. Cool. Not this one then. Sorry. I might just cut that bit out. <laughs> um, yes, what have you got for us, Simon? Over to you. Um, 
yeah, it's very cool. She has a very interesting look. Um, I liked it a lot. I like that sort of mad gothy. Honestly, like, Jesus Christ. The, all, all these, like, new... Any band that has, like, new, these new crazy female vocalists, they are, like, they're mad. They're absolutely mad. It's crazy. It's awesome. But they're just, they're just wild. Their, like, look and everything is just, like, off the chart, man. It's like when people first saw Marilyn Manson back in the day and they were like, holy shit, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. That's what I get from a lot of these, like, all these young, like, all these young singers and everything. They Their look's just always insane. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. It was like... Um, a bit of sort of dark electronic, some hip hop in there. Um, again, it's very similar to some of the stuff that we had on the Friday. I'll be interested to see what people at Download think of it because it's not the sort of normal thing that you would have there. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, I mean, there's different stuff all the time at Download, but I mean, it's not your standard sort of Download stuff. So like a lot of the things on the Friday, I'll be interested to see what people actually think of it. But it is really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Was it uh, was it Bokassa? that was in RuPaul's Drag Race. I have and you, no idea. <laughs> you did, okay, never mind. Come, I did not hear that. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Well, next one. Oh, you're going to like this one. Higher <laughs> Power next with 41,000 listeners. Higher Power is a five-piece hardcore band from Leeds comprised of frontman Jimmy, his brother Alex on drums, Louis and Max on guitar, and Ethan on bass. Visually, they are an imposing bunch, but in reality, they just really love dogs. <laughs> nice. They are graffiti <laughs> artists, brothers, they are creative and hysterically funny, and they are trying to open up a genre of music that terrifies most listeners. Higher Powers Hardcore is about positive expression of aggression and a form of escapology. It, it is angry music, but lyrically, they convey a lot about themselves as people. It's about finding a positive outlet outlet for their anger, whether it's social issues or mental or mental health. It's adding a social consciousness and depth to what traditionally is quite a one-dimensional genre of music. Higher Power's debut album, Soul Structure, is out now. That was quite a nice write-up. Awesome. Well, I, I can't really talk nice. about the music, but I, I liked that write-up. Yeah, that must be an old write-up because Soul Structure came out in 2017. So oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they've they've I okay. If you listen to this podcast, you know I can't say enough good things about Higher Power. Um, I love them. They're down as a hard as hardcore punk, but they're not really that. They're more than that as well. They're like a they're more like a a hardcore slash post new metal band because there's loads of that sort of stuff in there. The singer is Jimmy's fucking amazing. They're incredible live. I travelled all the way to London to see them and they did not disappoint. Sit, watch them at the pilot. Watch them wherever I get a chance because they are that amazing. Their last album, 27 Miles Underwater, is one of my favourite albums released in the last 10 years. They're one of the only new bands that got signed to Roadrunner. So that tells you all you need to know about how good they are. Um, and best of all, they're British, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, I am. I can't wait. I will not be missing anyone to see Higher Power. They <laughs> will. I will be seeing Higher And I will most likely trying to be drag dragging you to see them as well <laughs> i might go yeah it depends on <laughs> depends on who's on but uh, i actually did hear some of their stuff today when i when i was trying to listen to more of the uh more of the playlists and mm. um yeah it came on i think if if you're a long-term listener of the show you you'll know that i tried them before turned them off within 10 seconds i was just like no nah, i'm not <laughs> interested in this um 
but I was busy today, so I, I kept it on. And <laughs> no, I, I deliberately kept it on. And um, yeah, no, once I got through some of the songs, once I got to know the the their sound, really, I guess it. Um, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, instead of just fucking it off straight away. Yeah, they're good, man. Honestly, if you if you see them, it's like a lot. Of what I said to you about Sleep Token. If you see Higher Power live, I think you might be like, Do you know what? I'm actually going to give them a proper good listen because yeah. they are <laughs> like, I mean, you know, some bands just convince you live to go and sort of get involved in more of their other stuff. So yeah. try it. But anyway, I'm buzzing and I will try and drag Adam if no one else is on as much as I can. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, a quick, a quick aside. I'm actually because of um, listening to all of the Friday bands, a lot of them have been coming on coming on my playlists because Spotify thinks I like them. So they've been adding those bands into my into some of my playlists as well, and I've actually been enjoying some of the songs a lot more than than the first time round. You know, Wayward Sons—they're really good. I really like Wayward Sons. Yeah, now. they're excellent. So it's excellent. just yeah, it's just getting getting out of the menta- that mentality of I like what I like. I don't like this bugger off. Yeah, I, there was another one. There was a couple. Yeah, there was a, there's been a few that have come on recently, and and I've, I've some some stuff like grabs you straight away. Yeah. And you, I, I instantly love it. And then, literally, other bands that I now absolutely love, I really not had to try, but I had to listen to them a few times to get the kind of vibe that they were going for. Your, yeah. Going for some people, yeah, some bands you connect with instantly. Some you, you, it takes a little while to get there, and then you might love them more than some <laughs> bands that you got into instantly. So it really does depend. Yeah, depends on what mood you're in. Yeah, where you are. You know what the hell's going on around you. There's all sorts of factors that come into it, but yeah, yeah. I've always thought that I've got to be in the right mood to get into a new band, and um, until recently, until doing the podcast with you and and trying to trying to get into more, I it was very very rare growing up that I would be in the mood to get into a new band. That's why I sort of liked mm. one album for most bands, <laughs> and uh, that was it. I, even Papa Roach, you know, we talked about doing a special for their for for them for for the new album. And yeah. I still haven't listened to the album because I just wasn't going to be bothered. Uh, it's really good. Is it? It's really good. Yeah, awesome. it's definitely worth a listen. It's awesome. I, I, I was listening to it in the car today. So, yes, I like it. I like it. Awesome. Let's move on. Uh, Venom Prison. Uh, they have 30,000 listeners. Venom Prison has returned with a blistering second album titled Samsara, named after the Buddhist concept of being reborn into a never-ending cycle of suffering. The rising death metal outfit have laid out laid their cards out on the table from from the word go. Musically, the album is as abrasive as we have come to expect from this UK-based five-piece, as frenetic as the as the debut, but delivered with a power up of confidence in their delivery. Nice. I, I quite liked Venom Venom Prison. I think. Yeah. My my description of them is very to the point. <laughs> okay. Nice metal riffs and solos. Hardcore breakdowns, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> that, that was that's it. That's my entire recollection of um of Venom Prison. I've just put if I put good stuff, then it's it's good. Awesome. Um, well, next one up is Bleed from Within with five hundred thirty-two thousand listeners. Perseverance, a powerful word with an equally powerful meaning, says the dictionary. Steadfastness. In doing something despite difficult or delay in achieving success, Bleed from Within's new album Era is that story, uh, a no compromise take tale of the price of victory. That, that's all. They, that's all they got. Just is that it? Is that it? I thought it was going to go on longer than that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Bleed from Within seems to be a band that are talked about a lot now. Yeah. And a lot of people love. And I like them. I don't love them like everyone else does. There's yeah. something about them I can't quite in quite get into. But I do like the, you know, like modern metal slash slash metalcore stuff. Their yeah. riffs are good. And they they're very popular and they're gonna go down really well live at download which is exactly what we want for bands yeah you know what i mean we don't want to be dragging old bands through the mud when you've got all these all amazing new bands that all the people want to go see so buzzing for them to be playing download yeah yeah awesome uh, i don't think i listen to them much oh i don't remember much about them uh dying fetus is one band i did listen to <laughs> yeah me <laughs> too One hundred sixty thousand listeners self-reliance and musical integrity are the two principles to which dying fetus have always lived by formed in 1991 during the height of the death metal explosion dying fetus have matured into one of the premier extreme death metal grindcore acts to emerge from the massive global metal underground and uh, i got a little story for you <laughs> go on cool so i i i've had to walk to work a few times this week i think kelly's kelly's wanted the car to get to work or whatever so i i, I put this playlist on on my walk to work at six o'clock in the morning i mm-hmm. knew i knew what sepulchre were about i didn't listen to them so i put dying fetus on uh, <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning uh, it's the first thing i listened to <laughs> walking to work uh, and they're, they're fruity aren't they they're great yeah very but uh, very good yeah. <laughs> what did you think were you like what the hell is happening they're, 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 they were all right i mean it's not the sort of thing i listen to now but um, I think I've said before, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that kind of music, for like the really heavy, growly. Uh, well, yeah, when I was in sort of my late teens, I spent a couple of years listening to only this kind of music, really. Uh, a lot yeah. of um, sort of Pig Destroyer. and Nice. Uh, I can't think of any others now. Um, at the Gates. But yeah, so... Uh, maybe oh, at the gates. God, at the I gates, love At maybe. the Gates. Yeah. Oh, I love At the Gates. Maybe Amazing. a bit different. But yeah, like... So I got a soft spot. It, 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 I, I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, this is cool, but not the sort of thing I would listen to too often anymore. No, at least you gave it a listen, which is which is awesome. Yeah, Dying Fetus are, are like a legendary band yeah. in, in like the, the deathcore slash death metal, like I said, slash like grindcore scenes. So yeah, they're amazing. Like I, I've got friends that have listened to them for years, so I've been subjected to a lot of this band. Um What's yeah. that song? Is it subjected to a beating? I've heard that song <laughs> a hell of a lot. Um, but yeah, no, they're awesome. They're they're a wicked band. Um, just classic old school death death fucking riffs, man. Just wicked. Love the vocals. Uh, are they going to go down really, really well at download? And I I said I will try and catch them, but there's I think there's loads of bands playing when they're on, so I doubt I will get to watch them. But I would if no one else was playing. I would go and see them for sure. Cool. Napalm Death with 177,000 listeners. <coughs> uh, they actually had no write-up, and neither did Sepultura, actually. Um, really? Yeah. I don't think we really need to say too much about Napalm Death or Sepultura anyway. Um, I actually opened for Napalm Death once. What? Yeah, it was uh, it was very cool. Uh, I wasn't really a big fan of them. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's madness. That was very cool. That, that was the gig. You remember I said that we, we were selling tickets cheaper. So so there was three bands um, open like supporting, and whoever mm. sold the most tickets were higher up the bill. 
And they were like oh, £14 a ticket. Right. No, £12 a ticket. So we were selling them for a tenner. And so we are trying to flog more. Um, but yeah, it didn't That's work. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. They're like legends. Yeah. <laughs> they are literally legends. Like, it's fucking Napalm Death. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> That's quality, man. That's amazing. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of them at the time, but it was a chance to open for Napalm fucking Death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't really say much more than that, can you? No. Um, and I think, so what was that? That was 2007 or 2008. Um, and they played Download in a tent the next year oh, or it might nice. be in the same year just before we, we supported them and the tent was packed it was just fucking you could not get in like there was queues of people out of the doors of the tent yeah it was ridiculous but i thought yeah, yeah i'm gonna be playing awesome. with these i'm, I'm gonna go and see what see them live <laughs> no that's amazing dude honestly i was not expecting that no I, well i thought all the times i've talked about how shit i was and I was in any <laughs> band for like a year and it was awful. We were awful. And I thought, I'm going to drop that one on you at some point and see see, nice. <laughs> see your reaction. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We don't need to say too much about Napalm Death or Sepulchre, do we? Do you want to let people know what your thoughts were? Yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, Napalm Death, like, I, I, I just an absolutely legendary British band. They... They obviously they're well known. You've probably heard the name before if you haven't heard of them. If you like any kind of death metal or grindcore or anything like that, I'm sure you're very familiar with with Napalm Death. They're an awesome band. They're a lot of fun live, um, especially their singer. A lot of fun. So if you're into that sort of stuff, go and see them. And the same with Sepultura. These two bands literally speak for themselves. Sepultura are well one of the most legendary metal bands. I mean, they're responsible for literally reigniting metal in the mid the early to mid 90s you know they, really? they yeah they're like a huge massive part of bringing metal back to the forefront once you know because metal died a death and then grunge took over and sepultura were definitely one of the bands that brought metal back to you know that sort of claimed it back for the for the people um and yeah they got a load of amazing songs and it will be a treat live um if I wasn't watching a certain band play on another stage, <laughs> I would definitely be at Sepultura without a doubt. They're 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 absolute legends. Unfortunately, all the headliners on this day are pretty damn good. <laughs> so it's a bit of a like a conundrum. But yes. Um two legendary bands. We don't need to say much more than that. No. Uh so I'll just I'll just go over the changes from the twenty twenty poster. Um why didn't I write that down? Um but yeah, I think the the, there were some bands that were on on the 2021 that um have come off or, or can't play anymore uh but yeah had obituary on there chelsea grin they've been around for a while they, they got quite big didn't they but i've never really listened to them um fire from the gods lotus eater um and changes from the 2020 lineup uh obituary were on that one will haven was on that one i think will haven is actually playing still but on a different stage uh, Joyous Wolf and Lotus Eater again. Um, yeah, let's let's go to the Avalanche stage then. Opening the Avalanche stage are I got Temples of Mars first, but I know Animalia's <laughs> opening. I don't know what <laughs> the fuck I did. So op- opening the Avalanche stage on the Saturday, we spoke about them last week because I wasn't sure where they were going to be. It's actually Animalia. I still don't know how to pronounce their name. Uh, but the Download Festival website did actually have a little bit of a write-up, a little bit more than what I had 
what I could find last week. So I'm going to read through that. We don't have to say too much about them because we did it in last week's episode anyway. Uh, so they, they've actually got 388 listeners now. The last time I checked, awesome. it was 100 less than that. So being on the download download lineup now has definitely helped. Uh, another quick aside, we spoke about theory last episode uh, <laughs> yeah. because it's actually theory of a dead man that's playing. Oh, when I when I went to look at theory, and um, in the bit that it says their fans also listen to, it's a load of bands that are playing download. So you weren't the only one that has made that mistake and listened to theory instead of theory of a dead man. <laughs> They're probably thinking. Why the hell are we getting all these like extra listens from all these people in the UK? <laughs> yeah, they're from like they're from like fucking Norway, like Denmark, what the fuck is happening? Danish, Denmark. They're like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I checked them out. They're quite good. <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed them. But yeah, Animalia are a heavy alternative rock ba- rock band based in Southwest England, forming in 2020 at the height of the global pandemic. The band have since released three singles. Performed with the lights of Chris Barris Band, Area Area Eleven, and Virgin Marys across the UK, and have more recently won the Kerrang! The Deal competition, which has seen them signed to Marshall Records to work on a new EP with Romesh Dodangoda and perform at Download Festival 2022. Exhibiting chaotic riffs and animated performances, the band prioritise an energetic atmosphere for their audience, all while providing provocative lyrical content. Their debut single, Flatline, embodies the band's agenda to link intense and dreamy components to create an unforgettable dynamic. So that was, that was a bit better than uh, an alternative rock band from southwest of England. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 do quite, I did quite enjoy Animalia, and I was going to say, I, I was probably going to go and watch them. And I have not been to the arena first thing in the morning in at least 10 years. Yeah, I don't really. I don't remember the last wow. time I got there for the first band, uh, but because again, because wow. I said last episode, I think they're actually from around where I where I live. I know they play the Cobblestones here a few times, and um, a couple of people who I know have been sharing their stuff. The photographer actually, uh, April, uh, what's her name? April Bishop, I think, um, has been sharing their stuff. She seems to know everybody. If I see anybody online, it's like one mutual friend is April. <laughs> Yeah, so I was actually thinking, you know, it'd be good to support local. I, I'm not sure how many people would turn up for them, as is, as we've discussed. There's a lot of other decent bands on this day as well. Um, so I thought I'd go and show some support and try and get down there for them. Nice, nice. The next one, I, I, we don't know where they're going to be. So uh, we'll put them in here. Temples on Mars with 687 monthly listeners. Temples on Mars are a London-based heavy progressive rock band featuring James Donaldson on guitar and vocals, uh, Gerald Gill on guitar, Daz Caracas on bass guitar, and Dean Gibb on drums. Formed at the beginning of 2018, Temples on Mars released their self-titled debut album on the 6th of April 2018, which received glowing reviews in worldwide publications such as Metal Hammer, Prog, and Distorted Sound, and the release was supported by a UK headline tour followed by some notable international support slots and festival appearances. Appearances. I think I like them. I can't remember. Have they got, have they got a female singer? Am I thinking of them? No, I don't think so. No, I'm thinking of the wrong band then. What do you think of them? Uh, yeah, they were cool. I, 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 said, I wrote they had cool prog elements, a uh, lot of electronic stuff in there as well, and I put really enjoyed them. So yes, I did like them a lot. Awesome. 
Blackout Problems with 74,000 listeners. Blackout Problems is a dark pop band from Munich, Germany. The successful release of their second full-length album, Chaos, uh, that's spelt the same way Chaos does in Skylanders, if anybody was wondering, uh, was followed by an extensive album tour throughout Germany and a great festival summer, topped by their shows at Rock AM Ring and Rock... Oh, it's Rock Am Ring, isn't it? Not Rock AM Ring. Rock Am Ring. Rock yeah. Am Ring and Rock Im Park. Ah, okay. Cool. I've, all, I've I've got that wrong for a long, long time. What do you think of them? Uh, yeah, I put rock slash pop slash alternative, some electronic stuff. I wrote good, but not for me. Okay. It was uh, it was it, it was okay for me. It was it, it was alright. Cool. Salem with fifty three thousand listeners. Uh, and I, I'm glad I read this before listening to them because it would have bugged me. So, Creeper frontman Will Gould has joined forces with Matt Reynolds, Howard's alias Skylar Drawings, uh, to create new project Salem. Their first track, Destroy Me, fires out the starting blocks in a ferocious rush of punk rock melody and Gould's distinctive vocals. His words possess the playful, eloquent setup and, and punchline lyrical style that's a big part of classic albums from the likes of Jawbreaker and Alkaline Trio. And, yeah, so I, I didn't know... It was the guy from Creeper, but when I heard it, I, I really enjoyed Salem. Actually, I can't, I can't put my finger on what it was I liked about them. But I, I can say straight away, I like them way more than Creeper. Yeah, like way more. I, I'm not a big Creeper fan. Uh, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of either of them. But um, like I said, it it would have bugged me because it, it it's obvious that he was in Creeper once you hear it. I think, mm-hmm. and it would have like, similar to British Lion. We talked about that. You like if you don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I didn't know, if I didn't know it, I would have been like, "Why does this sound familiar?" And it would have really annoyed me. Well, I wrote down that um, they gave me alkaline, alkaline trio slash My Chemical Romance vibes. Nice, you're pretty good at which this, is, which which is fine for me. Yeah, because they had alkaline trio um, in there, uh, right up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, and I just put I like the goth edge. You know, the goth vibe. If you've got a goth vibe, I'm normally involved some, yeah. <laughs> some in some shape or form. Awesome. I'm drawn to it. <laughs> drawn to the to the darkness. <laughs> uh, what about Drag Dunder? Uh, they have three hundred forty-four thousand listeners. Drag Dunder, Tony Capucci vocals, Ryan Bruce guitar, Sean Rosario guitar, and Hans Husberg on bass and Kalen Anderson on drums strike an elusive balance between thrashed up punk pit splitting hardcore technical metal and hooky alternative you could kick flip off a half pipe or throw down on a festival field to it generating 5 million in collective streaming under the radar 7 million to date and receiving acclaim from alternative alternative press and more. The group's 2020 full-length debut, The World Is Your Way. The World Is In Your Way. Mascot... Oh, fuck me. <laughs> this is hard to read, this one. The group's 2020 full-length debut, The World Is In Your Way, on Mascot Records, floods the game with a fresh fire as it tosses and turns amidst emotional extremes. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I put, I, I, I put there'll be really good live. Um, loads of hardcore in there tiny little bit of metal even a little sprinkle of like pop punk in there heavy punk 
um, yeah, it was a good mix. I can see why they're so popular uh, and that they will probably be pretty damn good live as well. Awesome. Uh, I, I think you're going to like this one as well. Loathe. They have 400,000 listeners. Loathe are a sedulious... Fuck off. What the fuck is sedulious? <laughs> these people are just making up absolute shit for these descriptions, I, I'm telling you. This is going to be an interesting one to read, I think. With that, The fourth word is the word sedulious. Oh, it's not even, there's not even an I in it. Sedulous. What the fuck is sedulous? Who knows? All right. Loathe are a sedulous collective of five formed in the UK's industrial port city, Liverpool. Their debut record, The Cold Sun, signified a forceful and shrewd testimony. The quintet nailed their colours to the mast with its resolute mission statement, an ode to the time we're living in and the murky future that we all find ourselves faced with. For The Cold Sun, Loathe travelled travelled to glow-in-the-dark studios in Atlanta, Georgia, to record under the watchful eye of producer Matt McClellan from Under Oath, The Devil Wears Prada, Being as an Ocean. Uh, the result was a highly accomplished chronicle, a passionate piece brimming with technical, technical precision, sinister ambience and bile. Loathe offer a complex sonic architecture Weaving together post-punk, hardcore, heavy electric, post-punk, hardcore, heavy electronics, gent. Oh, gent. I don't know what gent is, but I've heard the word. It's weird, isn't it? It's and- just, it's just really down. It, it's, it's like g- g- gent. Gent before was like a big thing. Where now most metal bands incorporate some of you know, like Sleep Token do it. Okay. These guys, do it. like a lot of bands, do it now. It's, it's become a popular thing. To put obviously, Meshuggah is like they're like the godfathers of Gent, basically. Okay, okay, well, I was almost done. Yeah, heavy electronics, Gent, and deathcore with a side of prog melding sonic cool. threads into a surreal entity which reels you deep into the abyss. <sighs> <laughs> that was very long, yeah, well, but yes, um, yeah, I, I again on the podcast, if you listened to it before, I've talked about how much I like Loathe, um, one of my favorite British bands without a doubt. They're like metal, electronic, ambient, massive Deftones influence. Their heavy stuff is like super heavy, gent madness. Their dreamy stuff is like dream- the dreamier side of Deftones. And in some songs, they even like mash the two together. It's such a weird, interesting mix for a band to do. No one else sounds like them apart from when they sound exactly like deftones who they have massively <laughs> ripped off for the dreamy parts i think we all know that but yeah their I last album i let it in and it i let it in and it took everything again it's just unbelievable from start to finish i've seen them live quite a few times brilliant i, I i'm buzzing to see them this day for me has a lot of like my like famous like excuse me favorite british bands on it yeah. you've got higher power loathe and the band you're about to mention yeah. next are literally <laughs> three of my favorite british bands yeah. at the moment so yeah i oh, see you've done it again I, I loathe came on 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 one of the playlists i wasn't paying too much attention at the beginning and like halfway through the song i was like who the fuck is this what the fuck is this shit like just <laughs> sorry didn't mean to make you almost spit out your drink but uh no, no, I'm nearly done a spit take then, guys. <laughs> no, not not quite as what the fuck is this shit, but it's just like no. But what I get what you this? mean. If if you weren't listening to it in context, and you'd be like, "How have I just gone from uh, someone like a Chino esque dream to uh, something that sounds like a nightmare has just opened up?" Yeah, right? but 
but again i wasn't listening to it with too much concentration on it um but you've but like you did with that other band that we talked about last week sleep token sleep token there we go thank you <laughs> <laughs> um i want i want to listen to them again now i want to try i want to try to check out that album that you just said about i don't know it's good yeah <laughs> Very good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Let's talk about holding absence. 612,000 listeners. <sighs> this band has grown so, so much. So is their write-up. Like, oh. So much. Like, it's crazy how even Loathe getting to 300, like Sleep Token being at 250, Holding Absence being at 6, like literally no one knew who the fuck these bands were like two or three years ago. It's crazy how far they've come. It's amazing. Yeah. Really good to see British bands having that many monthly listeners yeah awesome i um i found out a lot of the, a lot of these bands uh are holding holding absence uh as everything unfolds like i said last week uh through sapling podcast uh mm, they do it okay cool i, I assume so i'd never heard of them before that and i assume they only interview big bands really only seem to but they must have been just up and coming at that at that point not really as big as as they are now but um mm. Yeah, definitely. I I do like uh, holding absence. Should we talk about them? Uh, yeah, go on, sir. Here we go. <laughs> following on from a series, <laughs> <laughs> following on from a series of critically celebrated singles that saw them develop a passionate, rampant, and devoted fan base in the blink of an eye, the band started work on their debut full length debut full length back in February 2018. Returning to a studio with George Lever, who was at the helm of This Is As One. The band's split EP with Liverpool's Loathe, it wouldn't be completed until August. Off the back of a, of a sudden member change, it was it was a case of realising that the most beautiful things come from just letting things happen naturally. When we first went to record it, was with our old guitarist, so the dynamic was a little different. I feel like we were ready and impatient to really start this body of work, but I think we were maybe running before we could walk. So we needed to slow it down and take some time. Then unexpectedly, we then spent a long part of this album as a three-piece. There were a good few songs written without the without a guitarist, even in the band. Finally finishing this record turned out to be such a heavy experience. There were weeks when I would do absolutely nothing, just read over the lyrics and overthink absolutely everything. It was a self it was self-destructive in a way, and I knew that I had to sac had to sacrifice for it. There was no point for that last bit. Uh, I, yes, I do quite like Holding Absence, but I wouldn't be able to tell you why. <laughs> you want to tell me why you like them? <laughs> I I can tell you why you like them. Okay, go on. Because they are filling the very large funeral for a friend shaped hole that there has been in British emo. Ah, okay, yeah. And that's the hole that these guys are currently filling, which is... I haven't heard, and I can I say that because I haven't heard an emo band since Funeral for a Friend where I actually can feel what the singer is saying to me, and okay. this guy is incredible relaying feelings through singing. Yeah, their lyrics are fantastic, their um, hooks are brilliant. The band are absolutely incredible. I, I I literally can't get enough of this band. They are fantastic, and to top it off, they are absolutely stunning live it's incredible yeah. i've never seen i said this right in 2017 that was this was ages ago i saw them at no sorry 2018 i saw them at 2000 trees in 2018 and i said to my friend carter 
I've never seen a crowd get so emotionally involved in a band before. And that was when they were not big at all. Like literally people were like crying. They yeah, were like well. so emotional with singing along to the songs. And he, he really dragged a lot of emotion out of the crowd. Um, and when they saw them at the pilot last year, I was like, fucking hell, this is brilliant. So I am, I am absolutely buzzing to see Holding Absence again. So yeah, yeah, can't bloody wait. And I love myself a bit of a British post-emo. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be be there with you. I, I do. Yeah, man. Quite like them. Let's do it. Let's get emotional together. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, next up on the on the on the bill on the Avalanche stage is Grandson. Grandson. Uh, what? Do, how? Do you want to take a guess at how many listeners Grandson has? Have you ever heard of? Oh, it I can't remember. I can't remember. It was a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like, like a al- million, isn't it? Almost six million. Yeah. But that's because of like one song. Well, I mean, no, the other songs have got a few million, a few, a good few million, but he had one song that had almost like 600 million just single plays. Yeah, it was probably a TikTok song or something. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, I knew I recognised it, but I wasn't sure where from. But um, that that's a good a good time to point out that that is exactly the reason why you can't go on how many listens they, people someone has on Spotify, because it could just be one song carrying them carrying the rest of it yeah, but but like i said if we're doing it for every band it's i guess it's it's just a a, a bit of an idea of you know what sort of ballpark they're in you know yeah but grandson is the pseudonym of canadian american alternative artist jordan benjamin he takes elements of his rock and roll hip-hop and electronic music roots and combines them to tell stories of reclaiming power over one's life Confronting social issues, facing his generation, and opening up about struggles with addiction and mental health. Since releasing his Modern Tragedy EP series, Grandson has toured extensively across North America, Russia, and Europe, accumulated hundreds of millions of streams online, and received co-signs from the biggest names in rock and roll and progressive politics, from Tom Morello to Bernie Sanders. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool. Again, something very different. I got, like, you know lot of hip-hop electronic stuff um bit of rock in there as well a little bit of alternative um i've just put not for me but this guy is super popular uh so again um like a lot of other bands we've talked about i will be interested to see how it goes down live at download if it's popular and if people like it it'll be a good way to sort of test the waters for artists similar to this in the future yeah yeah, I think what what I heard I didn't hate. Um, like I said, didn't didn't seem like I, I said this a couple couple times last week or la- last episode, and I knew I was wrong for saying it. You know, download is what it is. You know, it's it's evolved. It's not the heavy metal festival that it used to be. Now it's a, a festival. It's just a music festival. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, but it's yeah, it isn't the sort of thing that you used to expect at download. But it's fine, right? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I would have been in, in, interested as well, um, if if I wasn't. Yeah, no, they're okay. Uh, the fame, I think. I think I like the fame. I can't remember. Uh, we'll talk about them. Six hundred forty thousand listeners. The fame came into existence as naturally as their music. 
The Australian group met while in high school in Perth, emerging from an assignment completed in their music class. Soon the friends were penning their own songs, inspired by bands like Fall Out Boy and Metallica, and each brought in an array of musical influences like indie rock to jazz and to pop rock. Since the beginning, the idea has always been to keep things as organic and sincere as possible, always ensuring that each song the fame makes reflects who they are, uh, who they are human that makes reflect who they are human beings. Well, that last bit didn't make sense, and I'm too tired to... Badly written. Correct it for them. Yeah, badly written. Um, yeah, no, I cannot cannot think of why I like them. What do you what, what do you think, mate? Um, sorry, I was just looking at their Spotify. Um, yeah, so I put, um, yeah, like pop rock stuff. I, was like, I got Fall Out Boy vibes from them. Uh, I put Very Good, not for me, but another band that's going to be huge. Yeah. Just for that reason, yeah. But I got big Fallout Boy vibes from them. But I put, yeah, very good. But again, not something I would listen to. But I can see why people would like them definitely. Cool, Creeper, hundred and fifty thousand. I am surprised they're not they're not bigger than. I mean, they could be. It's like you said, it's just Spotify. But I thought Creeper were massive. Um, I think it's just because there was so much hype about them like years ago like 2017 18 yeah they were like hyped up to like the heavens and then they like broke up didn't they <laughs> oh did they break up i didn't didn't yeah. know about that oh they stopped doing stuff like right as the iron was hot okay and then oh, i don't me. think the iron was quite quite as hot when they returned uh, but i was no. always surprised when people said that oh like creeper broken up and i was like why they were yeah. like just getting big yeah so i think that they yeah, they broke up in like 2017, right as they'd like just played Download and all sorts of stuff. And then they didn't do another track till like 2019, 2020. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably why they haven't got as many listeners as everyone assumes that they would. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong while you listen to this, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, it could have helped them. You know, you, you don't know. You don't know what happens. Um, I want to say behind closed doors. That's usually what you say about couples, but uh, you, you don't know. You don't know what happens. You know, maybe maybe the the fame got too much for them, so maybe breaking up and getting back together and and not having the, as much pressure helped mm. the band. You you don't know. No, you never know. But yeah, Creeper frontman Will Gould left the band's hardcore fans distraught when he announced on stage that it's the last show we'll ever do. A speech that was inspired by David Bowie's final show as Ziggy Stardust. It closed the curtain on a phenomenal first chapter in Creeper's career. Formed in Southampton, UK, Creeper continually evolved over the course of three EPs before debut album Eternity in Your Arms fired into the charts at number 18. In the process, exploring far beyond their punk roots with a grand overriding nature, nar- uh, grand overriding narrative concept and wide-ranging sonics, Fronted by Will Gould, the band also feature Ian Miles on guitar, Sean Scott on bass, Dan Bratton on drums, Oliver Burdett on guitar, and Hannah Greenwood on keys and vocals. Oh, there's more. Yeah, there's more. Uh, return single, Born Cold, represents an, ev- an evolutionary point in the Creeper's sound. On one hand, it possesses the energised punk, black-hearted romance and theatri- theatricality that made their debut album Eternity in Your Arms a fan favourite. Yet it also finds Creeper moving boldly towards their second album with a widescreen cinematic scope that merges elements of classic Americana into their sounds. That's the end. What do you... <clears throat> yeah, I I um, I was shocked to find out they were British. 
because I always assumed they were from the US just by the way they sounded. Yeah. Um, I get it from a lot of bands. It's you know it's fine. You don't have to sound like a British band, but I I I thought they were a British band for ages, and when I found out they were from the UK, I was like, are they? Wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I I, I was I haven't, I hadn't listened to them in years. Um, I listened to them obviously, and I I put down I got Menzingers slash My Chemical Romance slash you know like post Misfits kind of vibe stuff. Um, this band has everything I should like, yet <laughs> I don't like them. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, I think it's the vocals. Yeah, they're, they're they're just a bit too far into that pop punk kind of thing for me to really love them. But yeah, decent band, and uh, I'm sure they'll be really popular at download. Yeah, yeah, I think they will. We, um, you said about how they they were just really really hyped. Um, in sort of 2017, wasn't it? 2016, 2017. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, it, there was one of their songs that would just always come on on it was either Scuzz or Kerrang. I can't remember how long ago Scuzz went. And I wasn't a fan of it to start with, but it really grew on me, and I really did like it after a little while. Yeah. Uh, I, it it wasn't again. It wasn't like the kind of thing I would normally listen to, so I wouldn't go and put them on on Spotify. But um, yeah, I did enjoy it. That one, I don't even know what song it was now. It's been a long time since I listened to it. Oh, well, last one, the headlining the Avalanche stage then on the Saturday is Funeral for a Friend, who I will definitely be going to listen to, going to watch. Uh, they got 245,000 listeners and no write-up. So, <laughs> do you want to tell her? I mean, you, 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 Hold you, on. Before we go anywhere, so you're going to go watch Funeral for a Friend over Iron Maiden? Oh, hang on. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point um because they will definitely be on at the same time yeah we have actually discussed that before haven't we and uh, you know I, I i haven't seen funeral for a friend for a long 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 time i mean i haven't seen i'm reading for a while actually but you know i've missed funeral for a friend and i thought they might only overlap by about 10 to 15 minutes uh, i know there is uh someone's done like a mock-up of um the the clash finder and you know it's not going to be correct, but it's probably quite an educated guess. And they clash massively; they're like on exactly the same time. So they will. I wouldn't believe anything that anyone makes up for any times because it'll be absolute bollocks. But they're both on last, which means yeah. they will definitely clash without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. I mean, or, so uh, sorry when you said that, I was like, "Is he going to go watch?" But which is fine if yeah. you want to go watch me for friend over maiden fine you do what you want but i was just surprised that i know that you really like feeling for friend but i yeah. know how much of a nine maiden fan you are so i was like okay okay man's <laughs> just gonna go watch funeral for a friend over maiden okay he's pulling out one out the bag fair enough well i think on the saturday there was like there weren't many weren't loads of bands i wanted to go and see but like there was definitely three clashes massive clashes as well <laughs> and and mm. one of them was shine down and daughtry and they're, oh. they're a similar kind of band, so it would be stupid for them to make them clash because they've they've probably got a lot of the same fans. You know, if you if yeah. you have clashes, yeah. you want different types of music, different styles, genres, or whatever. You know, so I suppose at a festival, though, you just you just can't no. you can't help it, can you? A band's got to go where a band's got to go, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I'll be interested to see what you do. We'll rep- on our download report which will be our episode after download. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what band you went and saw or yeah. did you go and watch a bit of Funeral for a Friend and then a bit of Maiden or were you at Maiden and thought there's a bit of a lull. I might go and watch a little bit of Funeral for a Friend and then come back to Maiden. You never yeah. know. 
I don't know what I'll do yet. I'll work it out at some okay. point. Uh, we probably don't need to say much, too much about Funeral for a Friend. Is there anything you want to say before moving uh, on? Well, I mean, one of the greatest emo slash post-hardcore bands of all time, hands down, without a doubt. Um, amazing songs, great vocal hooks, really, really great, ba- great band live. A real shame they aren't as huge as they definitely should be. Yeah. Um, and they should have been, unfortunately. Uh, that's down to labels dropping the ball with this band over and over again. Um, okay, I didn't know that. Definitely. And probably t- more towards the middle of their career, some not so great songwriting. So I've had a lot of factors, but it's a shame that they're not as massively known over the worldwide. I don't think they ever broke America either, which is one okay. of the biggest things that gets you listens. They are very much a British slash, you know, European band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, brilliant band. Uh, if you're not a fan of Maiden, I recommend you going to see Funeral for Friend because they are very good. Awesome. Speaking of Breaking America, actually, talk, well, talking about the other way around, because I've been looking at the um, Spotify listens, I, I thought I'd have a look at Saliva's. And if, if you're new to the show, uh, Saliva is probably like, one of my favourite bands. I've, I've never seen them. They've never played Download. I would love to see them. They were meant to play this year, earlier this year, and they did not come over, which is so annoying. So, But... um. Yeah, I've been exp- I've been hoping for them every year at Download Festival. Where do you think they would be on on the lineup, roughly? Take a I quick think, guess. I think they would probably be on the lower down on the second stage or higher up on the Avalanche stage. Okay, they had two point seven million monthly listeners on on Spotify, but obviously they're not as big as over here, so that would have been the problem. Yeah. Like they haven't got the fans over here. But they're yeah. a massive band. I think that again, that that could be a problem that the Andy or the, the the booking team has with a lot of bands. You know, maybe they they expect to be at a certain place because that's how big they are, but it wouldn't mm. work here or or something like that. But well, yeah. the name, yeah, the the name will carry quite away because people have heard the name, they know who they are. Yeah. But yeah, I think higher up on the Avalanche stage or, you know lower down on the second stage would be a perfect fit for them because like you said they're not necessarily a massive band they are huge in america yeah not necessarily as big here so i think somewhere around there for them would be amazing and oh dude could you imagine if you got to watch them fucking indoors on the avalanche stage it would be absolutely incredible yeah that that would be be amazing that would be amazing uh i i I, going on those um amount of listeners i would put them like headlining the second stage but Oh, but like what I just said, you know, it wouldn't work over here. But that's yeah, the transition on, just yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. numbers it's... alone, just on the figures alone. Yeah, it's a big, that's a where, lot. That, yeah. Anyway, lot. yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, I thought I'd ask you. Yeah, man. Because yeah, man, they're massive to me. You know, I, where I, would raunchy be? Headliners <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> do you know what they Ra- raunchy should do right where they they headline the. <laughs> They headline the stage each stage each day. So they headline the 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 um the fourth stage. They do one album, then they walk to the next stage. <laughs> then they do another album. Then they walk to another stage and they do another album. Sounds good. There you go. Perfect festival. I mean, they got a few long songs. Maybe they just play one of those long songs each walk during the walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving instrumentals. Just like... <laughs> you got radio, radio. Are they radio thing, radio things? I don't know what they're called. It's t- it's late. I'm tired. My brain does not want to work anymore, and I can't believe we've got two more stages to go. 
Let's do it. Um, right, Saturday on the... Come on, show me what you are. On the second stage, let's get this document up. Oh, uh, fuck's sake. No, come back. Uh, Saturday. So really quickly, uh, the bands that were lost uh, from the Avalanche stage in 2020 were employed to serve a Puppy and Sully. Uh, and the bands that they have been gained since 2020... Uh, are Creeper, The Fame, Grandson, Dragged Under, Salem, and Animalia. Uh, lost from the 2021 poster were employed to serve and Puppy, so, you know, they held on to them for quite a while, but obviously couldn't make it this year, and gained are, again, Dragged Under, Grandson, Salem, and Animalia. Puppy, I'm uh, disappointed. Band. Yeah, disappointed the Puppy aren't playing, because I absolutely love Puppy, but they're playing 2000 Trees, so oh, okay. oh, that's I will get to see them at some point this year, so that's cool. Cool. Well, yeah, let, let's go on to the second stage then. So, there's a few. I don't think it's not, is there too. There's not too many on here, is it? Let's get through this quite quickly. So, the last international. Have you got them? Because I think they've been moved I, from the Sunday. I do not have them at all. Okay, we'll do them next episode. Dirty honey. Have you got them? Cool. Three hundred thirty-nine thousand listeners. <laughs> uh, in October 2019, Dirty Honey proved with its sexy, bluesy debut single "When I'm Gone" that you don't need a record deal to go all the way to number one on Billboard's mainstream and hard rock charts. The only unsigned artist ever to achieve this—that's really cool, actually. Mm. Yeah, the the track was the first song from the band's self-titled debut EP, produced by Nick Didia from Pearl Jam and Radiance the Machine. Recorded in Byron Bay, Australia, and released in March 2019. Dirty Honey's self-titled debut album hit the streets on April 23rd, 2021, and made its bow on the Hard Rock Albums chart at number two. Following the album's debut, the band headed out on a nine-week tour as a main support for the Black Crow's Shake Your Money Maker US tour. Dirty Honey received glowing reviews and standing ovations at the majority of the tour's shows. Not bad for a still-breaking opening act. I think I listened to them. I another another southern bluesy band. I there's a lot of them <laughs> download this year. Yeah, yeah. If you like bluesy rock, you're in for a friggin' treat at download this year. There's tons of it. Um, yeah, I I I really had nothing to say about this no? band. <laughs> I just wrote classic rock, bluesy, good <laughs> riffs and vocals. Full stop. Awesome. Ah, uh, Cassiette. 340,000 listeners. Oh, this is what we like. Nice short one. Rock music is about to get a shot in the arm from Cassiette, and a no-holds-barred musician from Essex who is loudly and unashamedly reclaiming her rock roots. Her journey has taken her through everything from drum and bass, from drum and, bass and house to pure pop, and the result is a chest-thumping mix of pop, rock and metal. Addressing everything from feminism to trauma, Cassiette is loud, proud, and taking absolutely no shit from anyone. I don't think I listened to yeah, Cassiette that much. Not that I no? recall. Not that, not that I really remember, no. Um, yeah, I mean, awesome. I think she's great. It was, yeah. it was like a mix of hip-hop, electronic, bit of rock in there. She's a really good singer. And is it wrong as well if I say she's, like, super hot? <laughs> Probably <laughs> no. not, because she is super hot. Um and yeah, awesome. Really, really cool. I really liked her. I thought she was excellent. And again, something different at Download. She has all the elements that you would have for someone at Download, but she has you know a bit more of that sort of mixed in. Um, so I'd be interested to see what people think. She's very popular, and I've heard her name mentioned quite a lot. 
Yeah. I think she's done stuff with like Bring Me the Horizon and you know, I think she's on that kind of radar, loads of loads of stuff. So yeah, cool. I'm awesome. I'm 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 interested to see how she goes down at download and I'm sure it'll be wicked. So yeah, well up for it. Cool. I'll have to give her a listen. A better listen. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Malevolence, uh, 145,000 listeners. Malevolence fans will know that their records come few and far between. Emerging onto the scene in 2013 with their debut album, Reign of Suffering, currently on 2.15 million streams on Spotify. Ah, see, they use it. Uh, they quickly developed a reputation as one of the most ferocious that the UK heavy music had to offer, earning them a cult-like following of diehard fans. Regardless of Malevolence's underground success, they remain firmly independent, handling as much of their operation in-house as they possibly can, from managing themselves to running their own merchandise store and record label. Malevolence wear their independence as a badge of honour. That's quite cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, what band was this? Malevolence? Yeah. So I was just looking at their uh, Spotify again, just to remind myself who they were. Um, yeah. Uh, again, they're really good. I've heard their name quite a lot yeah um i don't really have much to say about them i thought they were okay uh i've just put metal slash hardcore good riffs good breakdowns they will probably be very entertaining live but that's all i've got for them yeah well that's fine i mean mean, we're we're getting to the bigger bands now as well a lot of people will know if they like the bigger bands or not or or are more and will be more inclined to try out the uh the bigger bands or you know we'll just be there waiting for the next band anyway so uh, yeah that's fine. Uh, Ice Nine Kills had no write-up again, but they had 1.6 million listeners. Have you seen their silver screen thing? Silver Scream. Thing? Have I seen it? Yeah, on YouTube. No. Okay. They got a silver screen thing on YouTube. It's uh... Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, they, I think they did a load of uh, songs. Isn't that like the name of their album or something? No. Okay. Yes, it could I, be. I don't no. know what you're talking about then. Um, well, e- each of their songs is... Um, is like parodying or is similar to like a horror film. Yeah, they're parodying, I guess, is parodying yeah. a horror, horror film. When they, they did, the video is of that film or very similar nice. to that film. And it's, it's, it runs all the way through. It's like one, was it one big story? I think it is. Yeah. You should check it out. It's very Yeah, cool. this band, they have everything I should like in a band. <laughs> Literally everything. I mean, their songs, like you said, are about horror movies. They have horror titles. The vocalist does some screaming. The music's really good. I just can't get over his singing vocals. They just don't do it. That sort of whiny, pop-punky singing yeah. over heavy music. Kind of same, fall into the same category as like bands like Motionless in White and that. The yeah. look, the sound is everything that should interest me. But there's just, just that little one thing that puts me off. And Iceland Kills are hugely popular at the moment. Like yeah. massive. I just, I can't. I just I can't get into them. <laughs> yeah. I understand it's awesome that they're playing Downer because I've seen a lot of people saying how massively they are excited for them. And if you are, I'm sure they'll be excellent. But yeah, they're just they're 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 not for me, unfortunately. Cool. I'll try again yeah. at some point. All right. I need I need to listen to more of their stuff. I think when I when I was watching the uh, the videos, I was watching the videos more than listening to the songs. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I have, to, I have to have a look. Have, have a listen. Uh, Bush is up next with uh, it was almost 3 million listens. Uh, Bush has compiled an amazing string of 18 top 40 hit singles on the modern rock and mainstream rock charts, including 11 that hit the top 5, 6 became number 1 hits, Come Down, Glycerine, Machine Head, Swallowed, The Chemicals Between Us and The Sound of Winter. 
In 2011, Bush re-entered the fray with The Sea of Memories, their first release in 10 years. They returned to the top of the charts with lead singer The Sound of Winter, making rock radio history as the first self-released song ever to hit number one. Didn't another band just say that? I don't know. Um, oh, at alternate at alternative rock radio. Just read the fucking thing, Adam. <laughs> where, where it stayed for six consecutive weeks. Their story continues with new album Black and White Rainbows, which People magazine called a triumphant return. Gavin Rossdale also recently served as one of the coaches for the hit TV series The Voice UK. I don't. Really, I've never really known much about Bush. They are literally one of my favourite bands of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're such a weird anomaly because they started off in the early to mid '90s as a grunge band. This right. is the old stuff. It's it, yeah. you know it's close to sort of Nirvana-y, but with the, the British edge. I mean, Gavin Rossdale has always been an idol of mine. I've like just idolised the guy ever since I started listening to rock music. And it's so weird that they've changed so much now that they sound more like Three Days Grace than they do a grunge band. Okay, because they sort of come back and then they sort of just changed. They didn't want to play grunge anymore, obviously. Yeah. So they just started playing like grunge rock and then it got sort of more. And now if you, if I was to play like a new song off of one of that, uh, the new album, The Kingdom, which was incredible. It's amazing all the way through. But you'd think, fuck, this, this is like Three Days Grace or something. This is like, you know, like American rock music. Yeah. But, but now they're not based in the UK anymore. So they were a British band from Shepherd's Bush. Hence why... The oh, band called Bush. Bush. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And um and you know, Gavin Rosdell moved to America and then they've been based in America the whole time. So it's really like two completely different bands. When they came back, they shouldn't have called themselves Bush. They should have called themselves something else. Yeah. But so it's weird, you've got like two versions of Bush. So when they play the songs live, it's like crazy. But yeah, oh, they're amazing. An absolutely incredible band. I love Gavin Rossdale. He's an absolute legend. They've got so many good songs. I think I've got like a five-hour Bush playlist somewhere. <laughs> nice. um, I, I played them um, to uh, Vicky. I think she knew a few songs before, but she absolutely loves them now. Uh, she says she wants to get her titties out for Gavin Rossdale because <laughs> he is a very, very sexy man. Nice. Um, so I might have to get Vicky on my shoulders for some boob flashing because she wants, she wants Gavin to see them. So yeah, <laughs> that's how much we like Bush. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so that that'll be interesting. Cool. Yeah, no, now now you say it, they 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 originally were grunge. They, I I do remember they were they they were sort of on the end of grunge that were was acceptable in like the chart music. Yeah, so they weren't of. as grungy as Nirvana. They were, Some of the they stuff was, but it, it it not the stuff that was released. You know, not the stuff yeah. that went in as a single. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember much about yeah. that. I'm, I must have just not listened to this album, <laughs> to this playlist, because I don't remember Bush or Ice Nine Kills or Malevolence, but I remember <laughs> Dirty Honey and Cassiette, so I must have. I don't know. Uh, next up is Daughtry with uh, 2.8 million or 2.88 million listeners. As the front man for the band bearing his name, Daughtry has become one of the most visible and consistent rock and roll torchbearers of the 21st century. Since rising to prominence on the fifth season of American Idol, he has released four albums, all of which reached Billboard Top 10 and have combined sales over 8 million copies in the US. Daughtry's self-titled debut album was best-selling album of 2007, which contained four top 20 hit singles, including the Grammy-nominated smash It's Not Over, which 
is the one that Westlife covered. Mm. Which is awesome. Um, I, 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 I did read this before. I wasn't sure. Cause it says um, the self-titled debut album was the best-selling album of 2007. Does that mean the actual best-selling album? Or Yeah, it must be, right? It probably was one of the biggest, yeah. yeah. I never knew they were that big. Well, maybe again, it's America, not as big over here. Because I, when I, when I talk to people about him, I don't meet many people that have even heard of him. Well, I mean, he got big on the American shows, so yeah, I know they're 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 big over there. I knew a few people that liked them straight away. My brother was a huge fan, like on the first album, so yeah. I kind of knew about them before. But I'm guessing some people will be like, I think I've heard the name, but I don't actually know. So yeah, what did you think? Of yeah, I, I like him. I think they're a great rock band. I think he's a fantastic singer. Um, they got some awesome songs. They're hugely popular in America. Yeah. Um, I think that that I think they will go down awesomely at download. I think people will 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 like it a lot. They, they've got there's a big audience for this yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. They they are like we said earlier. They are based. They they are like the new Shine Down, and Shine Down are bigger than I ever expected them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Shine Down have uh, literally outdone themselves with yeah. with uh, being popular, but they have written a lot of good songs. So yeah, it's fair play. But yeah, I think. I, I remember hearing, um, it was quite a while ago now, but Chris Daughtry was the most successful person out of any of the people that were on the, what was it, the American Idol, bar one, bar Kelly Clarkson. Mm. Uh, but he, he came sixth in the show. Did he come sixth? Yeah, he, same he, like he, he, did, he definitely didn't, didn't win. Yeah. come anywhere near winning it, but he got so big from it. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Awesome story. Yeah, His sob story cool. must have been spot on <laughs> yeah uh anyway let's uh let's let's move on mastodon grammy award-winning uh 101 <laughs> six plus 60 plus 300 plus 9000 plus 10,000 plus 100,000 plus 1 million listeners that is how tired i am i can't i can't believe i just did that that was very, very immature thing to do, Adam. Right. <laughs> yep. 1.11 million listeners. Grammy Award winning band Mastodon continue to chart their own course through their gra- their highly successful music career. Founded in Atlanta, GA during 2000. Do you know what this one out is? Which one? Georgia. Georgia. Cool. Um, Atlanta, Georgia during 2000 by Troy Sanders, uh, who's on bass vocals. Brent Hines, guitar and vocals, Bill Kellier on guitar, and Bran Daylor on drums and vocals. The group have unleashed a series of influential albums. Go on then. What have you got about them? Oh, I absolutely love Mastodon. Yeah. I've been a fan since Blood Mountain. What year was that? 2006. I've pretty much loved every single album since that. <laughs> they are one of the most consistent metal bands. Brilliant. Prog, metal great riffs three of the members of the band can sing they've all got fantastic voices they're brilliant live i mean there is really not much i can say about this band (laughs) how amazing they are and i've seen them at download before and you know because they all play their instruments they're not a band that jumps around or interacts too much but just standing there and listening to them they are just fucking unbelievable amazing absolutely love mastodon and their merch is so good. And their videos are fantastic. Great band. If you haven't yeah. listened to Mastodon before, where the hell have you been? Uh, I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, that that um, mountain thingy. Was that, was that the one that... They were, they were, they were, they were, 
That was perfect. That was pitch perfect. How do you not get what that song was? I do not get that. That's not Blood Mountain. But yeah, that's the only song I heard of theirs. I heard it a lot when it was first out and I did not like it. Oh, was that Leviathan? Yes, it was. That would have been before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not like that song, so I was never a fan of them from because of that one song. So, uh, you know, again, I, I should go and check them out. Give them another. Yeah, chance. the first album is my least favorite. Yeah. It's still good though. Like, um, yeah, like you said, I think it was Blood and Thunder that you were just doing. Um, but yeah, oh god, they've they, oh, yeah, dude. You need to like listen. There's so much good stuff. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, I will do. Right, yeah, uh, like okay. listen to like. Just do listen to the mother load or show yourself. Okay. And I can guarantee you'll be like, oh shit, where the fuck have I been? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Megadeth, there's a lot fucking written here about Megadeth. Should I read it all out? It's getting late. It's five to ten. Uh, let's do it. Well, they got over four million listeners. It was over 30 years ago that Dave Mustaine founded Megadeth in the process, pioneering the sound that would become known the world over as thrash metal. And from the very beginning, the band proved to be the most lethal and audacious unit on the heavy music scene, pushing thrash to the limits of musically ferocity, musical ferocity and instrumental virtuosity on early efforts like their 1985 debut Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good and 1986's seminal piece, 1986's seminal piece sells but who's buying? In the decades since, Megadeth have taken their place as one of metal's most influential and respected acts. Not to mention, among its most successful, they have gone on to sell more than 38 million albums worldwide, earning numerous accolades including a 2017 Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance for the title track Dystopia, 12 Grammy nominations and scoring 5 consecutive platinum albums. With sheer determination and a relentless recording of tour and touring schedule, Megadeth worked their way up from headlining clubs to headlining arenas, festivals and stadiums, cementing a legacy that continues to grow and spread through the world. Throughout the world. You don't like Megadeth, do you? Do you like Megadeth? No, I don't. No. <laughs> well, and there's a few songs I like. Yeah. Um, but Dave Mustaine's a fucking cretin. <laughs> so that makes me not like them even more. Right. Um, no, they're really good. They're really good. They, you know, they're a classic band. They've got tons of fans. People absolutely love this band. Um, and yeah, I, I can see why people love them and why they are so huge. But Megadeth have never done anything from me that yeah. I can't get from somewhere else that I like more. Yeah. So okay. and it has nothing to do with the whole Metallica Megadeth thing because I never really cared about any of that. No, are you a fan of Metallica? Oh, I love Metallica. Oh, okay. I was thinking if you're not yeah. really a fan of Metallica, then it would make sense you're not really a fan of Megadeth either. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to no, be. No, like, there's the a other. few songs where yeah. I'm like, that's fucking wicked, but I, I can't listen to a whole album. But I've said before, before, I'm not a thrash guy. I like post thrash Metallica more than thrash Metallica. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's just what, what I like in my ears. I love some thrash, you know what I mean? But I can't listen to thrash all the time. It has to be very, very good. Yeah. Um, and Megadeth just it isn't my thing. Cool. That's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I've never attempted to listen to an album. But yeah, the same. There's a few songs that I like. Hmm. That's it. 
let's go to the main stage. Main um, stage. Because I'm so main stage. <laughs> main stage. Main stage. Main stage. Mine. Oh, fuck off. Let's go back to that. Uh, second stage. Uh, just quickly, the... Oh, yeah, just, just really quickly before we go on to the main stage, bands that were lost from the 2020 uh, poster. Uh, Killswitch headlining, Three Doors Down. Fucking gutted about Three Doors Down. I've never seen yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. But I don't know, because I got into them the same time as Breaking Benjamin, and Breaking Benjamin, I've said before, were disappointing at download. I just mm. it, I just assumed Three Doors Down would be disappointing as well, but no, they might be really, really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. The Wild Hearts and Stone Broken. Bands that were gained were Megadeth, Ice Nine Kills, Malevolence, Cassiette, and Dirty Honey. Pretty much the whole stage is, is a new mm. lineup, really. Yeah. Uh, so it's similar for 2021. Killswitch were headlining in 2021. The Wild Hearts, Poppy, and Stone Broken, and and gained again. Megadeth, Ice Nine Kills, Malevolence, Cassiette, and Dirty Honey. Let's go over to the main stage. Now this is going to be a problem for me. Opening the main stage is the Raven Age. Uh, they got 189,000 listeners, and they probably clash with uh, Animalia. Yes, only, only they a probably couple of will. songs of theirs that I like, but I, I don't know what I'm going to do for this one either. Um, so I, my first time in the arena when for the opening band, and I got two to choose from. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Trust but, yeah. me, ladies and gentlemen, as well. I am going to make sure that this motherfucker is in the fucking arena before he's going to be outside before it opens, because <laughs> I'm going to be the one dragging him out of his tent to get there. So cool. don't worry, he gon' be there. Yep. <laughs> so the Raven Age are brilliantly catchy, are, are as brilliantly catchy as they are deviously heavy, delicately balancing classic and modern metal influences with an alt rock twist. The latest opus traps lightning in a bottle and laces cinematic flavors with, within concrete heaviness in a in a way very few have done before. Dragging the listener deeper and deeper inside their dark dystopian reality, truth be told, this is a br- this is a band that are every bit as explosive as a blockbuster movie. Um, the, the the proof, as they say, is always in the pudding. With the success of their latest album, Conspiracy, reaching over 30 million streams worldwide, as well as storming UK arenas opening for Alter Bridge and Shinedown, the Raven Age have risen to every challenge thrown their way and look primed for metal glory. Get ready for the Year of the Raven. You're not a fan of them either, are you? <laughs> I don't think uh, do you know what? I never used to be because yeah. um, Leader played with them with In Search of Sun yeah. and he said go check them out and this was like 20, I want to say 17, 18, yeah. 16, 17, 18, one of those years. And I really didn't like it. And then I listened to it again for this and I was like, shit, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I, I've written in my notes, they've come a long way because right. I remember listening to it before and thinking it was nothing special. Yeah. Then I listened to, to, to the new stuff and I was like, man, I'm getting like Avenged Sevenfold slash Bullet for My Valentine vibes. Yeah. I was like, this is pretty, pretty sick. So yeah, I liked them way more than i did literally three or four years ago so yeah. i was i was actually impressed how good their new stuff is it must have been the older stuff that i didn't like that much yeah was it was it different because uh I, so i the first song i heard of theirs was fleur de lis or fleur de lis however, however you pronounce it and it just blew me away it was like everything i like about music like it was awesome 
And I, I tried to check out some more of their stuff straight away on Spotify. And I was like, well, this is a slow song. This is a much slower song. This is a bit slower. And I couldn't find anything else like that song. But, but since then, I've heard quite a few that are as, like, as fast and as it says, yeah. explosive as Fleur de Lis. And I'm like, how did I miss all of these songs when I was scanning <laughs> through them on, on Spotify? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I put them on my list of... Um bands to go back to to listen yeah. to because i was like i actually really like it yeah but yeah I, I don't know why at first i wasn't that into it but i thought hey well these guys are awesome yeah i think they're awesome i like I said, it really is the kind of stuff i'm, I'm into um so it will be uh, it'll be a toss-up i think between them and animalia but yeah we'll see on the day those damn crows uh they got forty-two thousand listeners since forming in 2014 those damn crows have lived in the fast lane They've broken bones mid-gig and carried on regardless. They've seen they've seen their audiences grow from several to several thousand. They've crafted a sound inspired by everything from rock and metal pioneers to confessional country stars. And now, with second album Point of No Return, they have a UK Top 20 record. I don't know much about those damn crows. Um, um, yeah, I thought they were really good. I was like a mix of classic, post-rock, very good. Um, I hear them being talked about a hell of a lot. Yeah. So they must have worked very hard to get up onto that main stage because for the last few years I've heard the name floating around and people on the download page saying how good they are. So it sounds like they deserve to be, even though it's early, or on the main stage at least. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they're like and what people actually think of them. Yeah. Cool. Next one up is Monster Truck. 260,000. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I read what I wrote. <laughs> You're going to love my description of this band. Go on. Okay. Next one up is Monster Truck then, with 260,000 listeners. There's something comforting about a band name that delivers exactly what you expect to hear. Born in 2009 from the ashes of various Canadian, Canadian indie bands, Monster Truck began as a sonic affront to the very industry its members were bred from. After feeling more like cogs in the music industry machine, John Harvey, on bass and lead vocals, Jeremy Widerman, guitar and vocals, Brandon Bliss, organ and vocals, and Steve Kiley, drums and vocals, broke free to forge their own path, answering only to themselves. After an unexpected yet highly successful year of relentless touring, Monster Truck returned home hell-bent to record a full-length album. Over the course of two months, the guy put together tw- the guys oh, the guys sorry put together. 12 original songs showcasing not only their determination to continue churning out heart-pounding rock tracks, but that also highlighted another dimension to the band's songwriting and performance. The result is their debut full-length LP aptly titled Furiosity. Go on then. I've put Monster Truck, another rock band, full stop. (laughs) Cool. That's my... I don't think I'm, I don't remember being blown away by them. I was like, this is generic. Well, they've just got a lot of like rock sort of shoved in on this day. So they obviously just wanted some rock for the, for the dads. Well, I say dads, I mean, new metals, dad rock now for the granddads. (laughs) For the granddads. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 
I'm saying that I, I, I do know some people my age who are granddads. <laughs> so, that's 25. Hell. That's crazy. Mental. Uh-huh. 20, yeah. What's your body fat percentage? Oh, a lot. 2%? 3%? Lot, no, no. No, come no, on. The other, <laughs> lots, 3%. Lots of muscle. Very, not very lots much. Lots of muscle. You're on 3% now, man. You're cutting so, up so, now. I love it. I, I don't Ripped. Know. I've never I've never talked about my body fat ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, no, I know. I, I, I got a bit. I don't know. I'm telling you right now, right? <laughs> I own. I, you know, I, I, I keep in shape. You're, you're an active guy as well. We really don't do not look bad for two 25 year olds. But never go and get like a body fat percentage because it will make you severely depressed. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, I don't know much about it. I, I have probably. Two, see, if, if I wasn't a postman, I'd be massively fat. I'd be huge. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm lucky that I've got an active job. That, yeah, so I, it's I good, keep man. it low but not i'm I'm not thin anymore <laughs> let's say that okay. i got a still, yeah. bit of a 20, beer 25 25 3 percent yep 25 3 percent let's go on to some more talk about some more bands black label society ah mm-hmm. yes 1.25 million listens listeners while members of esteemed rock and metal institution Institutions like Alice in Chains, Metallica, Typo Negative, Clutch, Danzig and Megadeth have passed through the band's ranks. Black Label Society has consistently been defined by Zach Wilde's unmistakable voice and signature guitar sound and steady rumbling of bassist John DeServio, bluesy guitarist Dario Lorena and powerhouse drummer Jeff Fab. <laughs> Jeff Fab, that's it. That's a fucking great name. <laughs> well, joined, joined Wild and De Servio in the BLS Crusade back in 2013 and 2012, respectively. The Black Label Society studio discography is like an instruction manual on how to expertly craft heartfelt, no-holds-barred, heavy metal-infused American hard rock. Sonic Brew in 1999, Stronger Than Death in 2000, 1919 Eternal in 2002, The Blessed Hellride in 2003, Hangover Music Volume, is that a 6? I think that's a, is it Roman numerals, I can't work out if that's an I after the V or not, 5 or 6 in 2004, Mafia in 2005, Shot to Hell in 2006, Order of the Black in 2010, Catacombs of the Black Vatican in 2014 and Grimmest Hits 2018 should be required listening for all aspiring blues-based rock musicians. That's good a good stuff. write-up. Yeah, um, yeah, they're awesome. Zach Wilde's a, a fucking unbelievable guitarist and a really good singer as well. I think people forget that. He, he's A lot of his vocals are just Aussie rip-off vocals, but hmm. in a good way. He has played a lot with Aussie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome. Like, People at Download fucking love Zach Wilde and they yeah. love Black Label Society. So it's it's not surprising that they're that high up on the main stage because people are going to be going pretty wild for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's a good point. I, you know, I, I don't think I've ever really met anybody who is a massive fan of Black Label Society. I obviously don't ha- don't know that many people, so you know, <laughs> gonna make sense. Lona, Lona. But... <laughs> didn't mean it like that, but whatever, I'll take it. Uh... But yeah, like you said everyone seems to love them. I just don't know everyone. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I I'm not surprised. I meant from a downloader's perspective. Yeah, you know, I'm talking not... about the the DL people. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I I I do know they are very big as well. 
but I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm I just to don't say. know. I just don't uh, know. I okay. have a beer. Fuck move me. on. Yes, shine let's, down. Let's, let's move forward. Shine down with 5.38 million listeners on Spotify. Multi-platinum, record-breaking band Shinedown, Brent Smith on vocals, Zach Myers on guitar, Eric Bass on bass and production. Is that his name? Eric Bass. And, and Barry Kirch on drums has sold more than 10 million albums and 10 million singles worldwide. Earned 13 platinum and gold singles, 5 platinum and gold albums, 15 number one active rock hits and amassed more than 1.5 billion total streams. Each of Shinedown's 25 charts charting singles on Billboard's mainstream rock songs chart has reached the top five <clears throat> the top five an unparalleled achievement and and they hold the record for most rock airplay top tens ever recent hits get up monsters and devil bring their total to 14 number ones on Billboard's mainstream rock songs chart the second most in chart history and the title track and current radio single attention attention is quickly climbing the rock radio climbing at rock radio the story that unfolds on their latest album, Attention, Attention, on Atlantic Records, reveals a personal, poignant, 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 or poignant, and powerful body of work, and is an enduring statement about the resolve of the human spirit, touching on themes such as mental health, overcoming struggles, not being afraid to fail, and the importance of a human human connection with one another. Shine down, I love shine down. Uh, I do really, yes. absolutely. Love yeah, them. they're a fucking awesome band. I was talking to my bro when he came down like week before last. Yeah, we were listening to Shine Down in the car, and we were like, "Oh man, they're so fucking good." Yeah, I don't think he's seen them before. No, um, and when I watched them in 2018, I was just so surprised how good they were. Yeah, I think they they blew me away a little bit in in how good they are. But yeah, like you know, great vocals, really really well written songs. I think they've really sort of earned their way to get in this high up the list yeah yeah definitely um, yeah they i think they surprised everyone in download 2018 how good they were so i think they bumped them up a couple of spots i remember them being in the middle of the afternoon at that point but now they're fucking out they're like third from the top which is crazy but again a band that will go down very well very very well yeah um with 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 a dl crowd so yeah i'm 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 not sure if anyone's gonna clash for this band i can't remember uh, hopefully not, so I can watch them. If not, Possibly. I will definitely watch as much as I can yeah. of them. Possibly Daughtry, which is really annoying. Yeah, that... But, yeah, so, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan. The The first song of theirs I actually um, actually heard was Devour. Such a good song. I, I don't think it gets played as much anymore. It's uh, been overshadowed. But they, they do have a new album coming out, which is interesting ah. because... Yeah, so you didn't know about it. I... It's all I ever see, you know. It's like it's spammed at me by like Facebook. <laughs> because once you said while your phone was in the room, yeah. I really like Shine Down, and now your phone's like, you fucker. Yeah, you're gonna like Shine Down <laughs> so much. <laughs> but I think that this is something we should touch upon at some point or do an episode about because like Kelly is probably a bigger Shine Down fan than I am, and she didn't know they had a new co- new album coming out. <laughs> I-, I knew about it weeks before her. God knows. Maybe it's just because I follow them on Facebook, but I don't know. Possibly, yeah. Your ads are aimed towards people you follow. Plus, you said the magic words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those algorithms are so fucking weird now. They're like, it's like a whole AI running it. You never know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. But uh, 
they yeah no, can yeah. i just say quickly one because we, we are at some point going to do wrestling and music the first time i heard shine down was through wwe oh was it because their song enemy was for one of the events okay it was the theme for one of the events yeah so that's how i first heard about them awesome so. i didn't know they did that i don't think i know the song enemy what i'll probably, I'll probably do but I, no, it's not coming to me it's at the incredible moment. Uh, let's go on to Deftones, because it's still very late. <laughs> I can't believe how fucking late it is. <clears throat> I've pissed about too much. Deftones, oh, 4.6, uh, 4.7 million listeners. Since Deftones' inception, the multi-platinum Grammy Award, uh, Grammy-winning alternate, alternative rock band from Sacramento, CA, have quietly been pursuing two paths. Delivering songs defined by churning and double-fisted aggression while also testing the boundaries of music by incorporating elements of psychedelia and shoegaze. I've never heard of shoegaze. Uh, Deftones have released seven albums to date and have sold over 10 million albums worldwide. I can't say I'm a fan of Deftones. What? (laughs) the f... What? Why? I I don't... He's a bit whiny, isn't he? He's a bit... A bit like high if you think he's whiny, mm-hmm. then you're not listening. Really? The voice isn't whiny. It's dreamy, man. It's dreamy. What drugs do you need to be not on to, whiny. to enjoy it? I don't, I don't None. Really take any drugs. They take you. That's the point. <laughs> They're so dreamy you don't need to be on drugs. They take you there, man. Okay. I consider Chino to have one of the most like iconic voices ever, especially in alternative and metal. One of the most recognisable and distinctive, without a shadow of a doubt, you know it's Chino instantly. Yeah. Um. I. I. I mean. I. I. Just, I love this band. I've loved them since I first got into to you know like heavy music. I've heard Deftones and I haven't looked back. I've loved every <laughs> album that's come out since. Nice. But yeah. I mean, they're they're just so. I don't think people realise how influential Deftones have been to to just just to music in general. I think you'll find a lot of bands you'll have they'll have weird influences from some bit of deftones like you know they do heavy really well they do slow stuff really well they do fucking weird stuff and like like you said like shoegaze is shoegaze is <laughs> shoegaze eerie it shoegaze is like eerie repetitive music with vocals with heavy reverb on them so i'll, I'll send you some shoegaze bands and i think you'll like it but again it's it's like sort of dreamy it takes you to a to a sort of weird place so they do have a lot of that okay um they were probably fans of my bloody valentine and bands like that which really made them i know that they're massive cure fans as well so i think they got influenced by a lot of that 80s stuff um but yeah i mean i can't say enough about deftones and they are super fucking entertaining live but the only thing with deftones is is what deftones are we going to get because Deftones are either really fucking good or really fucking bad. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, the last two times, t- Download 2016 was absolutely phenomenal. So I'm hoping we get another good Deftones yeah, set I do. from I, them. Um, I yeah, unbelievable. They're amazing. They're unbelievable. I mean, I didn't see many bands that weekend because the weather was so bad. I just sat in my tent fucking whining the whole time like an absolute arsehole. Um, <laughs> But but they were they were definitely one of the highlights of that Standard, weekend. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you weren't yeah, the only I one. <laughs> can't can't say enough about more about good things about Deftones. But yes, go listen to them if you haven't, and go and see them. I'll see if anybody's clashing with them. Uh, yeah, man. Right. I'll definitely be there for for De- I'm not. I won't miss anyone for Deftones. Cool. Right. Uh, well, the only band left for the Saturday 
is Iron Maiden. We don't really talk too much about them. We've 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 done a whole episode on them before. Um, we love them. They've got uh, six point eight million listeners, which is less than I thought. And you know, a lot of them are just going to be like people who have like just like a couple of songs, like Trooper and something on their on a playlist, and that's it. You know, not huge fans. So yeah, crazy. But I mean, um, still, still one of the. I mean, the reason they still headline Download Festival is because they are such a massive draw. Yeah, like yeah. Maiden Day is always going to be busy just because of how many fans they have in the UK. Yeah, like you know, they're just they are Iron Maiden. That's it, and. They're one of the bands that are names that are brought up. Oh, fucking Iron Maiden are playing Download again. If it wasn't for Iron Maiden, there'd be no fucking Download, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. They're one of the like bands that, you know, pioneered it and one of the bands that supported it the whole time and have dragged it kicking and screaming to where it is now. So it annoys me when people mention Iron Maiden in the, oh, they always play Download thing, which they don't. When was the last time they played? 2016? can't remember yeah 2016 so they haven't played in in quite some time yeah um and yeah i think it's gonna be epic it's best of the beast i won't be bored with them playing book of souls wanting to kill myself yeah um <laughs> it's the, so that'll be good yeah the legacy of it's the, the beast. best of it's the best of tour so yeah, yeah legacy of the legacy beast, of the beast. Yeah. so um yeah i'm i'm i know you're really excited but i'm really excited as well i can't wait and vicky has never seen maiden before um so she's just going to get me, my brother, and you standing there singing all the yeah, fucking Maiden yeah. songs. <laughs> so she's going to get like the full volume of three Maiden fans standing next to each other singing all the words. So it's going to be excellent. I can't wait. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, me too. Should I, should I read the thing out for, no. for completionists' sake? Shall we just piss off the completionists? Not completionists, the um, 100%ers or whatever. I don't know what they called them. Uh, uh, no, yeah. no, you know about Maiden. Yeah, Google Iron Maiden. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's all you need to know, right? Yeah, so let's let's shut that down. That's uh, it's going to be a good day. We are going to have a lot of fun on this Saturday, but it's going to be hard if there's, it's going to be hard if there's uh, a lot of um a lot of um clashes, which it looks like. I, I mean, can it's... see myself doing a fucking lot of walking on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> because there are a shitload of bands I want to I want to see. So I think walking this stage to that stage to that stage i'm definitely going to be getting my steps in on that saturday that's for sure yeah cool um and i'm i'm definitely going to be there from first thing in the morning as well i'm not sure the bands start later on the friday don't they do they start yes Does it open and then later? earlier again on the saturday yeah yeah so like i think the arena opens at one is it on friday usually around that and then 11 yeah, then so it, and it's like 11 yeah yeah it'll be the earliest i've been in the arena for at least 10 years at least Bro, we'll get up <laughs> we'll have a little bit of brekkie we'll we'll have a a bit of coffee then we'll shotgun a beer shotgun a beer and then we'll get ourselves we'll get ourselves in the yeah. arena mate we'll, we'll feel fucking amazing well we'll have some bacon i yeah i it's too it's late we shouldn't be talking about bacon but i'm gonna tell you because i <laughs> fucking but yeah I, I i always take four disposable barbecues um for one for each morning and you just go and buy a loaf of bread and a fucking load of bacon because it cooks so quickly on on barbecues that you can just cook yeah, as much man. as you want. And other people can go and buy their own as well, and you can still cook it on there. Like you can have as sweet you can eat as much as you want. Some um, bacon sarnies, yeah, nice. So we have bacon sandwiches for breakfast. Wicked, excellent. 
Uh, then, then shotgun a cam, shotgun a cam for fucking ages, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna do it, bro. We're gonna do oh, it. I, I haven't, I, I haven't. Um, uh, you know when they get the uh, the pipe and the yeah. the thing and they pour the can in. Do you, do you know what yeah. they're called? Beer, uh, beer bong. I haven't, bong, I haven't yeah. done one of them for a long time either, and I've wanted. I can't to. do those. Can you? I can't do those. I can shotgun a beer, but I can't. Don't, I, I don't know it. It pulls all the air through. I can't right. do it. It gets stuck, and then no, I, I don't like those. But <laughs> shotgunning's different because it sort of just goes. Bwah! It's there, like <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Fuck like, me! I take, that takes me back to uni. Uh, <laughs> we have some snake bite as well. Should we go to oh, bed? Yeah. Let's fucking go to bed because it's still, sorry. I I asked you a question, got you excited, and then just cut you I'm off. I'm really excited. I'm excited, bro. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun on this Saturday. Well, a lot of fun a, a general mm. download. But it's time for us to go to bed soon. Um, <laughs> Making it sound like such. Young it's time men. for us, boys and girls, to go to bed. <laughs> time for bed, said Zebedee. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is a long one. I, I'm, I'm hoping I can cut it down a little bit. Um, thank you so much for sticking around. If, if you stuck around for this whole episode, this is, well, you might, I'm, I'm all over the place tonight. Thank you for yeah, don't mention that it's long because it probably won't be long yeah. by the time you finish Thank you this, for so putting up that. with me and sticking around <laughs> to listen to me all this time. So we're yeah, we're going to go. We in 2 weeks time uh, we we've been dear download. In 2 weeks time you can come back and we'll be talking about all the bands that are playing on the Sunday which is going to be interesting again. It's going to be a good one again. Um Yeah, man, definitely. So there's so many good interesting acts this year. It's such a good mix. Yeah. Um I'm excited to talk about loads of the bands that are playing on the Sunday as well. So yeah, gonna be cool. Yeah, and I I found quite a few bands that um I I would not have listened to or gone to check out at all. So definitely me too. I'm looking forward to what other bands I can find that are new too. Mm. So um yeah, like I said, thank you for listening. We've been dear download. If you have any feedback you want to share with us or want to correct us about anything we've said. Uh, if you have any stories for campsite fuckery or have an ep- an episode topic suggestion that uh, you think we should cover or even want to come on and chat to us, then just let us know. You can contact us on Facebook uh, or Instagram as Dear Download Podcast. Uh, you can email us, deardownload2003 at gmail.com. That's 2003. And um, a, yeah, a quick reminder that we want to hear from you what you love about Download Festival. Uh, tell us what bands you're going to be seeing just basically what it means to you exactly the same as um simon said earlier i tried it a few times i failed simon stepped up like he always does <laughs> so uh yeah um send us if, if you don't want to send us a voice clip just write to us and we'll read it out simon go and check out simon's youtube which is simon bond <laughs> that's it I, I i made that a bit uh climactic is more more climactic than it should be it's very anticlimactic <laughs> yeah, and it is <laughs> but, it's good. but it's good it's good stuff uh, awesome stuff go and check it out he obviously put a lot of work into it um i think it's time to say goodbye unless there's anything i've missed uh no just that we're really excited for download and oh my god it keeps getting closer yeah holy yeah. shit holy shit right holy shit. well there's goodbye from simon then goodbye and goodbye from me goodbye